1: From the Bell Tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast.
0: Oh, it's that time of week again. It's Monday night. Welcome to the Break the Bell Podcast. Hello, beautiful bell breakers.
1: Did you run on your bank today?
0: I did not run on my bank today. I, I should either. have ran on my bank today because that yeah. seems to be the the new fad is to run on right? the banks. Like, yeah. like they always give the example of like, it's a wonderful life. Yes. Like, that's what, what I always think of. They, they always give that example, but yeah. little, very little does that actually occur. But then, okay. like, this weekend that actually occurred. Yes. It's just like. You, I, I just picture your guys in like trench coats and like mafia boss hats like <laughs> demanding their money and right. like throwing people i i, I don't know yeah. you
1: think bank managers are like oh this is just like it's wonderful life hello
0: police <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's exactly what what they're saying or more like oh shit what the what the hell just happened <laughs> yeah like if you don't know we're we're here to cue you in on what happened over the weekend um the sixteenth largest bank yes. in the U.S. Yes. became the second largest bank failure in, yes. His- in history. Yes. Well, like some side, it depends on who you're you're listening to. Some sides are like, "Oh, it's uh, it's the largest uh, bank crash since 2008," and it's like, "Well, there hasn't been that many since 2008 that right. we know of." Right. right. So I mean, is it really that big of a deal? It's like saying it's yes. the largest shooting since the last shooting. Yes. Uh, but then, when you hear it's the second largest bank failure in history, yes. And then that was followed by the third largest bank failure in history when another bank yes. failed the next day. So that it's just like, well, oh, but but there's nothing to worry about. The bank, right. the the financial system is safe, right? Well,
1: That's- and also the fact that the the Silicon Valley Bank is also like, one of the top bankers, like, for a startup and small businesses. or like, tech, start tech startups, yeah. Tech startups, healthcare startups, and... So, like, so it won't
0: affect us by no, any no, stroke. No. Well, all. 90%
1: that's of their um, deposits are over $250,000.
0: Yeah, and we'll, we'll get yeah, to I why know. that's I, I just, important.
1: Like, whoa, what?
0: But, yeah, a lot of their deposits are really big because yeah. you get, like, investors into these companies that... It's set up so investors can invest into... Uh, these tech startups and yeah. these tech startups need a place to call that money for that money to call home. So mm. here we have uh Silicon Valley Bank, which the name says it it's, all. It's, uh, right, right. It's, yeah, tech stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like, oh, I wonder what they've invested. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Silicon Valley Bank. So um, Silicon Valley Bank yeah. maybe invest in boob jobs. I was gonna I don't say know. that might be more. Accurate. It might be a different story. <laughs> maybe that's the route they go next. Um, so that's what we're gonna be talking about. We're gonna be talking about this like. Forty-eight hour, like bank crash, like from like one of the number one. They were like listed like number one, yeah. Bank, like all the experts were like saying, you got to
1: invest in Silicon Valley Bank. Like because March it's first, solid. they were yeah. Like
0: March right. like yeah. less than two weeks yeah, it's ago, like they this were. This is hot. This is and then solid. all of a sudden it's yep. not hot anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like bail, we, we bail. <laughs> see clearly how fragile the system yeah. is and it's a system that is supposedly like fail proof because right. of all the artificial like like fail regulations safes. and yeah. fail safes that were yeah. put in place after 2008 to keep this keep something like this from happening yeah. but uh clearly th- there's no such thing as a complete fail safe um because here we have silicon valley bank right. so we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about the crash the lead up a little bit to the crash, like how that, like we're going to talk in layman's terms because I don't do finance as well. No one gets more layman than us. (laughs) Yeah, like like when people are like, oh, let let us put this in layman's term for you. No, it's more of, let me attempt to explain this to you in my stupid brain and hopefully you can lower yourself to our layman's terms to understand what (laughs) we're saying. Because I mean, I was reading an article that was like, to put it in layman's terms, and I got through a paragraph. I was like, wow, <laughs> that's fucking layman's terms. Is, is
1: there a layman's,
0: layman, layman, <laughs> <Yeah>. layman's? <laughs> yeah, can we, can we narrow this down yeah. a little bit more here? So <laughs> we're going to kind of explain as yeah. best as we can what happened, um, how this bank crashed, why it crashed. And, um, obviously, I got some conspiracy oh, theories. Of course. There's a lot going there. on with there, this. There is. There's a lot of stuff from like wokeism mm-hmm. to yeah. like, uh, to, Federal regulation that, to like, this is it. This is the great reset. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this, this could, this could really go anywhere. And yeah, could. this is just like the kickoff point. So this could either like, we're going to watch, like, watch this for the next couple days because mm. it just happened. Today was the big day because, yeah, banks weren't open over the weekend. So it was like, all right, what the is going to happen on Monday? What, mm. what, What's going to follow suit? What's going to crash in response to this once the market's open? And um, we still... I mean, it's still early to, yeah, to tell. Right. So we, we got a lot of people patting themselves on the back. And oh, yeah. It's still early. Yeah, it's very freaking <laughs> early. So um, we go from... Bank being great to bank crashing to like the federal regulators yeah. taking completely over within like two days, yeah. so um, a lot can happen in a short amount of time. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna speculate a little bit. It always seems to happen over the weekend, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, obviously, because nobody's really paying, paying attention, attention right? that much to the news. Before we get into the show, we obviously got to mention check us out all over social media because we're all over social media, and what a better thing to do on social media than to check us out? Um, we uh, you can find us at all our all the main platforms the facebooks the twitters the the instagrams at breakthebellpod is our handle or you can find links to it at breakthebellpod.com you can also find links to our amazing merchandise store which we have shirts like the i won't eat your bug shirt which is going to it's going to catch on it is it like, is like, we came up with this shirt before eating bugs. was cool. Yeah. And now people are like, did you guys hear we're going to eat bugs? They're going to make us eat bugs. Yeah, we got yeah. a shirt that cool. says it. Check yeah. it out. Um, we got the We Are Not Your Pawn shirt. We got some Logo merch, uh, some cups, some other stuff over there. So you can find links to that merch store as well as links to our social media at our website, BreakTheBellPod.com. Check it out. Buy our shit. Be cool like we try to be cool. That That's about it for that. Yes. I just want to get right into the show because... There's quite a few things to cover here. Uh, I mean, (laughs) we're kind of retarded, so it's probably going to take us a while to really even feel out what's going on and explain to ourselves what's going on. So let's just get right into the show. We're going to play this intro video for you. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the bank run on uh, Silicon Valley Bank. We'll be right back.
2: What did you say?
3: talking to me? What, what the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What did you say? What did
2: you say?
3: Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about?
2: Talk to me, talk to me,
3: talk to me, baby! Oh, the, oh, the, what did you just say? What did you say? You're to me. What are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to?
0: all right we're back Derek Ambrose says can't wait to see how many of my tax dollars this thing is going this bank is going to cost me now Derek you shouldn't you should have already heard by now Biden said this is gonna cost the taxpayers zero dollars just like the inflation reduction right, act yeah. that was like 10 trillion or whatever yeah. I don't know made-up number yeah. some made-up number that was gonna cost us no dollars yes uh that yes. I mean that's that's the new thing it's like yeah. Don't worry. At, at zero cost to you, yeah. it's just going to cost the people that you like finance through right. or you buy through or who directly yeah. impact you. But it's not going to affect you yeah, right. at all. Because, because that's not that cost never gets passed down, ever. Y- <laughs> you've heard of tri- trickle-down economics, right? Yeah. Like where the wealth is supposed to trickle yeah. down to us, like the tax breaks. What they don't understand is the opposite works. Like the trickle-down taxes, yes. the trickle-down <laughs> cost, the trickle-down debt. <laughs> like eventually we eat that cost. Yeah. Right. And it, we it's eat all a lot of that. Yeah. It's, so. <laughs> we're not shielded yeah. from this as we find out. Yeah. It, whether or not it, we are directly taxed or whether or not the, the banks raise fees or right. the grocery stores raise prices. I just dropped my notebook. Mm. One way or another, we pay for it because the greedy bastards at the top aren't going to pay for it. That's no. how we got no, in this no, situation no. in the first place. But don't worry, Derek. Zero cost to you. Right. I mean, that, that means nothing these days. But. So this weekend was kind of proof that literally anything can change overnight, like literally overnight. Yeah. Like a sign, like I said, a sign of how kind of artificially propped up and fragile our financial system is. Right. Like I I get that an unartificially propped up financial system will go up and down naturally. And so you got all those downs and people worry about the downs. They like the ups, but it flows ups and downs. Right. And, it cricks naturally. Yeah, and people get all like their panties in a bunch, so yeah. they they create these regulations that prop it up to keep it kind of flattened off, flatten the curve. You know how that? Remember how flatten the curve works? For for oh it. yes,
1: it, it works great.
0: Yeah, and it's same go. Same is true with uh, the financial system. If you can artificially inflate it to to uh, flatten that, what what could possibly go wrong? Right. right. I mean, do you
1: think Biden, after saying you know how strong our economy was? And he sees us. Do you think he was like, "Oh
0: shit," or he's like, "You know, I no." Like, he just keeps on telling. They keep pumping lies to him, yeah. and he gets up on behind the podium. And is like, "No, the financial system's great. Just like our economy's great. Yeah, <clears throat> just like unemployment's great. The jobs are great. Everything's yeah. great, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. I got this. I am fucking Joe sleep. Biden. <laughs> right. I got this. Yeah. And then he goes back and takes a nap, like you said. But um, this weekend, like I said, we witnessed the largest bank failure since 2008, or for more. Pers- perspective, like I said, the second largest in history of yeah. banks in the world. Which, it's not that that big a no, deal. Not at all. Not I at all. mean, how many uh, things have you seen where they're just kind of downplaying like this? So, like, well, it wasn't a ma- it wasn't a major bank, so yeah. you don't really got to worry about it. Because I mean, it's not it's not like J P Morgan crashed. Right, it's not right. like. Well, Chase is. G- G- what what other big banks are out there? Are they all one bank now? Wells Fargo. <laughs> yeah, it's right. not like Wells Fargo. U.S. Crash. Bank. U.S. Bank hasn't yeah. crashed yet. So, yeah. so we don't have anything to worry about. What, what they fail to remind you is that how the 2008 crisis started was a smaller bank failing. That that Bear something Bear. Yeah. I yeah. can't remember the name of it. Uh, but Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein worked for them. Right. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if you knew that. Right. But uh, J.P. Morgan took over that, yes. ate up their debt, and then realized, oh, shit, there's a lot of debt here. And then J.P. Morgan yeah. had to get bailed out. Yeah. So, um, yes, it might be a little bank, but things happen. Yeah. Like, it, it, it snowballs. Right. And that's one of the main things I want to point out is things snowball yeah. really fucking
1: quickly. And that's one of the things, I don't know if you saw uh, Janet Yellen talking on Face the Nation, but she kept talking about they just wanted to avoid a contagion. Right, contagion is that their new. That, that's their new yes, thing that's a buzzword. It's the buzzword. It's contagious. Uh, bad so.
0: banks is contagious. Don't rub yeah, up against right. the the bad banks because your good bank will become a bad right. bank. Well, basically, like
1: contagious. this widespread fear, like oh shit, you know, I better run on my bank because you know that bank's failing. You know that
0: type of thing. Well, yeah, they they want to avoid that, and by doing that, they they just tell us everything's fine. Like right. like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't run on your bank. It's fine. Yeah usually when somebody gets up and says nobody panic <laughs> what's the first thing like if i if i was to tell you like uh, if i was to say like don't look just duck what what's the right. first thing you're gonna do you're gonna, you're, you're gonna be like what yeah. it's yeah, like, like what what I do say, you mean i said don't and you get hit in the fucking yeah. face yeah. with whatever hit you yeah uh as soon as somebody comes out and says Nobody panic. Mm. Everything's fine. Like, it's just like, well, I didn't, I wasn't yeah. panicking, but should I be panicking? Well, what should I be? Pa- oh, the, the, a bank crash? Well, what if my bank cra- And, and right. then yeah. <clears throat> there's the conspiracist in me believes that there's some intentionality in the way they, they, yes. Like, they don't want to spark, like, portray that they're sparking fear, but they, Yeah, at the same time are sparking fear. Well, and
1: and you said it just right before we went on. It's like, okay, if they're they're telling you not to panic, then you should probably be worried. But if they tell you to panic, then it's best- Yeah, Yeah, if they're they're telling you, guys,
0: this is the worst thing in financial history, you should probably be thinking about- Yeah, okay, what am I missing? What (laughs) what are they distracting us from? But if they come out and they're like, guys, everything's fine. It's fine. Everything's just fine. It's just like, what are you hiding from me? Because- Clearly, all they do is lie, so yeah. everything's not fine. It is much less than fine, especially when you have a bank that, go, like I said, goes from, like, it's specifically like a bank of a bunch of rich fucking people. Right, like, yeah, right. Not, not just a bunch of Joe Schmoes, yeah. a bunch of rich dudes yeah. <clears throat> have a bank that they get other rich dudes to pour money at you, and that bank can go from, hey, guys, this is the number one bank you should be investing into. Oh, this yeah. bank is no longer. It's just not here anymore. Yeah. And your money that was in it, it's just it's it's gone. Yeah. Sorry. No money for you. <laughs> and people are like, "Wait, there's no money?" And then people around are like, "Well, if that it can happen to that bank, what about right. my bank? May, maybe I yeah. should go check on my bank. Yeah, are right. are the banks safe?" And then yeah, like I a said, bank snowball. of
1: rich people fails, but so you think
0: a bank of normal people, right? You'd be like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> so we got this Silicon Valley bank. I want to look kind of at the timeline, the forty-eight hour timeline of of how this transpired. I guess so. Let me pull this this screen up if I can. So this is from uh, ABC thirteen Eyewitness News. <laughs> How does a bank collapse in 48 hours? A timeline of the Silicon Valley Bank fall. So before before we really dig into this, I got to point out that again, mention that there are supposedly fail-safes from this. And so you got to ask yourselves, what are the fail-safes protecting if if not the banks and the people with their money in the banks? Right. What are they protecting? Uh so and some people say that, like, well, Trump kind of undid some of the fail safes in 2018. So it's Trump's fault that this right. happened. So, I mean, there's a lot of finger of pointing in all of this. So let me pull this up. It says uh, this week, the go to bank for U.S. tech startups came rapidly unglued, leaving its high powered customers and investors in limbo silicon valley bank facing a sudden bank run and capital crisis collapsed friday morning and was taken over by federal regulators it was the largest failure of a u.s bank since washington mutual in 2008 here's what we know about the bank's downfall and what might come next all right so here's here's a little bit about the bank what is svb founded in 1983 svb specializes in in banking for tech startups, it provided financing for almost half of U.S. venture-backed technology and healthcare companies. While relatively unknown outside Silicon Valley, SVB was among the top 20 American commercial banks with 209 billion dollars in total assets at the end of last year. So Jeez. we just lost 209 billion dollars just in two yeah. days. So <laughs> that's a very short answer there. Yeah, this whole thing's very short answer. So I'm going to. Um, explain a little bit further in detail as best as I can after we go through this and after my mouse dies. Mm. In short, so why did it fail? In short, SVB encountered a classic run on the bank. That's not that's not how it starts. So no, that's well, it. I depends on which direction, which angle we're going because yeah. it could start that way. If you have some, I don't know, rich douchebag that like has an agenda and it's like everybody pull your money out of this bank and right. uh, everybody pulls their money, then yes, I guess it could start there. Yes. But it says the longer version is a bit more complicated. Several forces collided to take down the banker. First, there was the Federal Reserve, which began raising interest rates a year ago to tame inflation. The Fed moved aggressively and higher borrowing costs sapped the momentum of tech stocks that had benefited SVB. Higher interest rates also eroded the value of long-term bonds that SVB and other banks gobbled up during the era of low, ultra-low, near-zero interest rates. SVB's $21 billion bond portfolio was wielding an average of 1.79 interest rates. The current 10-year Treasury yield is about 3.9%. At the same time, venture capital began drying up, forcing startups to draw down funds held by SVB. So the bank was sitting on a mountain of unrealized losses in bonds just as the pace of customer withdrawals was escalating. All right. So so let's talk about these two things. So first of all, who is SVB? What do you know so far beyond what they just said? It's a startup bank. Yeah. It's like you said. It's a major startup bank for for tech
1: um, and, and health stuff. Um Small businesses, they bought up the, the little um, while well, the interest rates are low, but then they started selling, right when they when the interest rates went up.
0: Yes, and I they, and that I think that's what the problem was. That started a lot of it. Yeah. So Derek Ambrose says the whole thing kind of sounds like a crypto exchange that stole a bunch of money not long ago. I thought the same thing. I yeah, was like, that this was is my eerily thought. familiar to the FTX. Yeah, that's thing what I up. was thinking exactly. FTX. Okay, so SVB. To my, what what I can process in my brain is they were, they were a company for they were a bank for companies that couldn't get big banks right because they're they're startups they yeah they're high risk because they're like brand new they don't have a lot of credit right. they don't have a lot a lot of um,
1: entrepreneurial people
0: yeah well they don't yeah and they don't have a lot of like I don't know like oh what's the word I. Uh, <laughs> don't they haven't had a lot of time to build up trust in like yeah. the, their their company their business it right. it's it's brand new it's like yeah. we, you don't know if this is going to fail or sink or right. or or if it's going to be amazing so comes along this bank they're like we'll invest in these startups we'll we'll be that person and so what it was it, it was different from other banks because tons of money going in and out of this because mm. again tech industry you get yeah. like angel investors that are investing in a tech startup and the tech startup needs a home for it like i said in the intro mm-hmm. so they place it in this bank but with that kind of money that kind of deposits going into banks most banks like if you're just like a bank for like a bunch of billionaire hedge funds they they put that money in the bank and it just sits there in That's the right. bank there's not a lot of in out yeah uh, traffic but when it comes to like a startup that money is what they are using for their operations, right? And for their um, their like de- uh, development and stuff like that. So they take the money from the investors into the bank, and there's a lot of times a lot of that money goes right back out because mm-hmm. um, it's not just money just sitting on money. Right. It's, it's, not, it's it's liquid. Yeah, it's constantly flowing. Yeah, in they're and paying out. off their yeah. they're paying their employees. They're paying uh, for mm-hmm. they're paying for everything. Yeah. So. Um, that that's kind of the difference when it, when it comes to that's what made this kind of a really high risk scenario. You had a high risk company that you're investing in, and the fact is that money doesn't really sit there for right. super long amount of time yeah. and build a lot of and, uh, and, interest. And so, in, in in effect, you
1: know, when you look at like say the 2008 crisis, right? They made a lot of really bad like subprime mortgage deals. Yes, and okay. this was like kinda, only. The-
0: I wouldn't say it was necessarily subprime. It wasn't right. like. But yeah, it'd be like investing in a lot of new home buyers. Right, right, right. Yeah, like well, I don't know if you're you're a good investor or a bad investor right. or a bad like uh, house payer because right. house homeowner because nobody's ever invested. But I right. want to invest in you, yeah. and yeah. And, and when you consider the
1: last couple years of our country, it hasn't been real good bit good for business owners.
0: Right. So there's a probably a lot of a High lot risk. of need for yeah. like lending and borrowing and stuff. So have this bank and what this bank would do how banks work is they take your money and they loan it out for other things they buy yeah. stocks they buy they buy like bonds they invest it in other things so they're paying you like 1.5% interest but they're making like 3.5% interest on bonds or some, right. some something like that whatever yeah. it is so they're making money off of your money while right. it sits in the bank um again the problem is a lot of times with these investors is Or these startups is they need to pull that money quickly Mm -hmm. because they need to use it. So uh, this bank ended up buying a bunch of like bonds when they were like when the interest rates were like next to nothing. Yeah. And I don't know how this whole shit goes. I I was not good at finance finance but or accounting accounting was the bane of my existence. Uh, But they bought a bunch of bonds. And then the feds decided to hike the interest rates, which in turn made the bonds worth less. So when they went to sell the bonds, they got less than what right. they owed on. So they had to sell these like so. So two things happened. The the feds raised interest. And like it says, um, the money coming in, like from investors to these tech startups was kind of dwindling. So, yeah, the tech startups were having to pull more of their money out. And as they were pulling more of their money out, the bank was like, oh, shit, we don't have the money to pay for this so we're going to have to sell off some of our bonds well they had to sell off their bonds at a loss because the interest rates were hiked and so um people got word of this and they're like um there's 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 a problem here They, yeah. well they they announced they're like we sold your flag just fell we sold a bunch of bonds for a loss and people like oh shit what's wrong with this bank right yeah and then people started saying we got to pull our money more money out w- of this was bank. that
1: something that they like just Re- announced or was it leaked? Was it like I, a whistleblower it, came out and be like, "Hey, look, this is what's happening." From
0: everything I've read, it was announced by them, okay. and it's like, I I don't know, maybe they're so it wasn't like an FTX to.
1: thing where it just like w- came out in an article.
0: Yeah, it's all, I I'm not sure how it okay. came out, but it said they announced it. I don't know if they're required to like mm. announce to their stockholders or something. That, that's probably it probably was announced to stockholders is mm. what I would assume because they're like, guys, we're not getting. All the dividends that we thought back because we had to sell at a loss. And the stockholders are like, fuck this. So, long story short, the public got wind of it. The people with money in the banks got wind of it. And they're like, pull your money now. This bank's going to fail. And the bank ultimately was trying to sell, I think, to J.P. Morgan had offered to buy it. And then... People got wind that they were trying to sell, and they're like, "This bank's in trouble. Pull your money!" And it just started crashing. And J.P. Morgan's like, "Nope, not touching it." And then yeah, oh, I had heard
1: that. So there's um, there was a separate like, so you have the the SV Silicon Valley Bank, but then you also have like uh Silicon Valley investors, yeah, which was like the yeah, and they were property. trying to to get them to buy it, and and but that, they didn't
0: already own it. I I don't no. They're like
1: two separate like factions, huh. and so one was uh, kind of the. Like overseer, but didn't really have like their hands on it. So it's kind of set up like FTX, sort of. Yeah, it's exactly.
0: <laughs> their money's just flowing around, and when's that going to come out? That they, oh, we were just uh, robbing SVB to pay SVI, right? Uh, to pay off their debt. Yeah. And it was exactly. Exactly like FTX. I mean, that hasn't come out yet. Again, no. this story came out like yesterday. No, from, right, was right, to right. public. So I mean, this is all new. Yeah. So it says um, SVB encountered a classic run on the bank. I read this stuff. It says uh, higher interest rates eroded the value of long-term bonds. Uh, so that's where it says their bond portfolio was yielding 1.79% when the current treasury yield is 39 So that's why they got a freaking loss on their on their bonds. It says the panic takes root. On Wednesday, SVB announced it sold a bunch of securities at a loss and would start and would also sell $2.25 billion in new shares to shore up its balance sheet. That triggered a panic among key venture capital firms, who reportedly advised companies to withdraw their money from the bank. The bank's stock began plummeting Thursday morning, and by the afternoon it was dragging other banks' shares down with it as investors began to fear a repeat of the 2007-2008 financial crisis. By Friday morning, trading in SVB shares was halted, and had abandoned efforts to quickly raise capital or find a buyer. California regulators intervened, shutting down the bank and placing it in receivership under the FDIC, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. Now FDIC insures banks, right. insures your money in the bank. And this was another problem. And this was and we'll get into this. Another mm-hmm. another issue with FDIC is that um let, let's scroll down because they yeah. they, they cover and, a lot, and, they, and, or they don't cover a lot. They right. they hide a lot in this article. It's, right.
1: And, and and something that you didn't mention, which I had brought up right before, as we were going on, is that the CFO and uh, CEO Greg Becker and Daniel Beck had sold off three point six billion dollars in stocks of their own stock of their own stock two weeks
0: before this happened. So, and that makes me ask the question, which I was going to ask anyway. It's like. You can't not know this is going to happen. Right. Yeah. Like like you, we said 2 weeks ago they were saying this this yeah. bank is great. This bank is yeah. phenomenal, I mean, you know, like, the best bank to invest in.
1: 2 days before the CNBC guy was going crazy about how great this bank is and how everybody should invest.
0: So these guys have to be sitting back because it's not like the the Fed's just hiked interest right. rates. Yeah. They've over been the going weekend. up steadily for the last year. Yeah, and it's not like the tech industry was starting to dry up on funds and they were having to pull... Like, this has been happening. So, you know, they're sitting there like, oh, this ain't good. You know what that was when the CNBC guy came out and said that? Was hopefully to boost yeah. people, to gain confidence, and right. be like, let's go buy stock in this or yeah. invest in this bank. When they know, obviously they know, that something else is going on, right. that we we got to do something quick. Let's hire... Let's, yeah. let's tip off the CNBC guy to hopefully... <laughs> get get something quick moving, yeah right, at, at the end of the day, it didn't work, clearly, so um, I wanna read what they have to say about the f d i c because they don't disclose a Not. lot in this article this article is very vague and okay. it kind of irritates me, and that's why I stuck with it because of how vague it is it says despite initial panic um this talks about the contagion fears, like you were talking yeah. Despite initial panic on Wall Street, anal- or analysts said SVB's collapse is unlikely to set off the kind of domino effect that gripped the banking industry during the financial crisis. Now, realize this article was written like Saturday, right. so before the markets even open, so they have no idea what's going to happen once the markets actually yeah. open. <clears throat> the system is well as well capitalized and liquid as it has ever been, Moody's chief economist told... Or Mark Zandi said, "The banks that are now in trouble are much too small to be meaningful threat to the broader system." Might be his famous last words. Yeah, right. Might be just. I'm. I'm not. I'm just speculating, but yeah. that might be his famous last words. Oh, it's much too small to yeah. ma- be anything. It won't affect anything. Kind of like Chernobyl. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it's, it's it's a it's a minor thing. We don't yeah. really have to worry about this. <laughs> no later than Monday morning, all insured. So this is the article talking, not the You're guy. Right. So this is the okay. article kind of um, glossing things over, regurgitating what they're telling him. No later than Monday morning, all insured depositors will have full access to their insured deposits, according to the FDIC. It will pay insured depositors an advance dividend within the next week. So all insured. So don't worry. All insured depositors that are insured by the FDIC will receive their money. That's what that says, right? Sure. Right. No, it says they'll have access to their insured deposits. Right.
1: They're insured. They're insured. That's a keyword.
0: The FDIC only insures $250,000 yeah. per deposit. Yeah. And again, we're talking like startup companies. Startup companies with millions of dollars yes. coming in. Billions. You know who one of those companies are, which I have not divulged. Uh, who's Ro- that? Roblox. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Yes. Well, shit, that sucks for Roblox. <laughs> for Roblox, And my output. daughter, who yeah. loves Roblox. <laughs> so you're talking. 93% I think is what they said yeah. of the money in that bank was uninsured. Yes, that's insane. 93 fucking percent. Of
1: how much was it again? It was like uh it was a, was it 209 billion or 200 20 billion, point- hundreds of billions,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um let me see if I can find. It was like two hundred eighty two hundred nine billion. 209 billion, yeah. Yeah. So 93% that's of 209 insane. billion dollars is not insured by your federal uh D-I-C, your federal tick. Yes. Um, <laughs> so when they come out and they're like, don't worry, no later than Monday, you'll get your insured deposits back. Everybody's like, oh, that's great. You mm-hmm. will get our deposits back. Uh, no, you'll get your insured deposits yeah. back. You won't get most of your money back, yeah. according to this. And this was Saturday. Yeah. Unless, unless something drastic happens. Yeah. So it says, what's next? So while a broader contagion is unlikely, smaller banks that are disproportionately tied to sh- to cash-strapped industries like tech and crypto may be in for a rough ride, according to Ed Moya, senior market analyst at Oanda. Everyone on Wall Street knew that the Fed's rake hike campaign would eventually break something, and right now that is taking down small banks. So it's pretty much like, yeah, fuck them. We knew it was going to happen. Right. Fuck them. Yeah. Uh, so- somebody had to break. Thank God it wasn't the big banks. It was just the small banks. Right. The FDIC typically sells a failed bank assets to other banks using the proceeds to pay depositors whose funds weren't insured. A buyer could still emerge for SBP, though it is far from guaranteed. From my understanding, thanks to the 2008 crisis, there are no buyers. Yes. there's Nobody, nobody wants to touch this because they're like, uh, we don't want to take that on and be the next JP Morgan. Yeah, we don't want the government yeah. to take over us because we bought up a it. I, shitty I, I bank. know
1: that they were trying to say, talk to um, they're trying. They, somebody was trying to talk Elon Musk into buying it, and I think he was like, "Well, I'll look into it." Why? Why would
0: he? Why would he think that that was a good idea? He was like, oh, yeah. this would be a fucking fantastic <laughs> idea. <laughs> Maybe he just thought after Twitter, this would be the next big step. I mean, <laughs> he does kind of loosely have connections to that bank because we'll get into yeah. the guy. One of the guys that was the first to pull money out and spark this mass chaos was one of his uh, co-founders at PayPal. Ah. So um, he does kind of have some connections here. I don't think he was directly connected to the bank, but um, his his co-founder definitely was and definitely played a big role in the contagion that they're talking about, which I love that they're using the term contagion here. So what do you think? How do you feel for those tech investors? First of all, I, I, I mean,
1: yeah, I'm sure they're panicking. I mean, they probably just bought on to everybody else's, like, hey, yeah, this is the bank to go to if you want to do your startup, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's kind
0: (laughs) of, it's kind of like the Cash Advance place up the road. It's like you need money, yeah. Just go up to Cash America and you'll get money. They're they're just giving money to everybody. No, what's interesting to me
1: is that this bank, you know, who bought up, you know, this this, um these uh bought up these like treasury bonds and right and these mortgage things mm-hmm. now now they're saying like the guy who did it was used to work for lehman brothers really yes I I, and i don't know if that's accurate or not and so they're like okay the guy is 0 for two now you know
0: <laughs> why would they hire that guy first of all uh, yeah right like well, it's well, like you know how
1: they're all connected i mean they're all in bed together oh well, yeah
0: but it's like hey i failed here yeah. i'd be great over here i right. i I've learned from my mistakes and let me come work for your bank. It'll be <laughs> yeah, great, right? I know exactly how not to do it. Yeah, so right. you should hire me. But
1: so instead of buying some prime mortgage, let's buy a bunch of treasury bonds.
0: <laughs> we can't lose. Now, how does something like this happen post two thousand eight? I you know, I I've, I've always
1: thought that the regulations that they impose, they're they're just loose, right? They it's just
0: like it's pillow talk right
1: it's like hey baby we got this don't worry it's safe
0: well i i think well it's yeah first of all it's to make everybody feel okay yeah. with spending the however many billions that we spent to bail out these banks that were too big to fail right but now a lot we'll get into it more but i think a lot of those protections are more for the banks that are too big well, to fail and less for the and, less than banks and they're
1: they were more for they were more more for houses and mortgages, right? When I bought my house this last summer, I had to deal with some of this shit because I had to explain how basically every little cent above $50 got in my bank account so that they wouldn't so they couldn't make a subprime mortgage. No. I had to I had to tr- have paperwork for every thing that was in my bank account, and every That's transaction over $50. Yeah, I know. It's like, um, where did those $50 come from? Oh, it was a gift for a birthday? You know? And so it was just ridiculous.
0: I don't know. If there's money in my account, I don't know where yeah. it came from. So, I, I don't know. So it's they probably watched, not mine. They watch
1: that as a hawk, but they don't watch this.
0: Well, the thing is, <laughs> it, it's it's so freaking weird that they would be like, well, this this uh, whole housing market, the whole fine, like mortgage system was, was such a wreck, but it's just like- well, can't you apply that to all banking in general? Right. Isn't the yeah. same kind of practices practice across all sort of ba- investment yeah. Yeah. banking? Yeah, you, you would, would think, think so. but yes. um, yeah, like you were saying, it's like, well, we'll protect the mortgage banks, but let, let's just leave this loose over here. Let's yeah, just right. see what happens. Yeah, you remember how much money we were we got to spend when this happened, so yeah. we don't want to close all yeah. the doors for um, <laughs> all this federal mismanagement right. of money because yeah. that would just that would be just crazy. Yeah, and Derek said that he did work for him 30 years ago, so it was for Lehman? Yeah. Okay. Um, good to know. Yeah. Good to know we got uh, some of the same players still in the game. <laughs> right. So, uh, obviously, all weekend they, they tell us, don't worry. Like, mm-hmm. everything's fine, and um, everything everything's going to be okay. The banks, uh, markets are going to go open back up. You all are going to see that everything's going to be okay. Now um, – I, I saw several articles like, why this isn't 2008, or why this isn't, um why the banking system is safe, because oh, even, so to even kind of though, yeah, you yeah and... even though this happened, yeah. why, like, so many articles like that. Mm. This one is from Fortune, so obviously they don't want you to panic. <laughs> um Why the banking system is safe, despite the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history, according to Financial Professor. That's a long title. <laughs> Um, this came out on Saturday, too. It, it goes into all the details of how and why it collapsed um, and asks, are deposits now safe? From a practical perspective, the FDIC is now running the bank. It's typical for the FDIC to shut a bank down on Friday and have the bank reopen the following Monday. In this case, the FDIC has already announced that the bank will reopen March 13th as the Deposit Insurance National Bank of Santa Clara. So it's now the um uh, it's now under the ro- the reign of the FDIC. Gotcha. Uh, at the end of 2022, SVB had $175 billion in deposits. It's not clear how much the deposits remain with the bank and how much of those are insured and 100% safe. Well, we do know that only about 7% of them yeah, are insured right. and safe. For depositors with $250,000 or less in cash at SVP, the FDIC C- C said customers will have access to all their money. <laughs> How many of those do you think that actually is, though? Right. For those with uninsured deposits, uh, basically anything above the limit of $250,000, they may or may not receive back the rest of their money. These depositors will be given a receiver's certificate by the FDIC for the uninsured amount. And I owe you. Yes. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> it's like, here, we owe, somebody owes you this money. It's not us. Yeah, right. It's not the bank because they don't exist anymore, but somebody yeah. owes you this money. <laughs> The FDIC has already said it will pay some of the uninsured deposits by next week with additional payments possible as the regulator liquidates SVB's assets. But if SVB's investments have to be sold at a significant loss, uninsured depositors may not get any additional payment. So basically, if they don't get any money for what they sell... Then you yeah. don't get anything back. I mean,
1: how, how would you feel if you had just started up a business like two years ago and you got five million dollars in there, right? Yeah. And then the bank closes down, and they're like, "Well, we can give you two hundred fifty thousand of this." Okay, well, that won't cover payroll for the next. Well,
0: that's the you big know. thing is like, a lot of these startups are wondering how they're going to cover payroll. I keep yeah. dropping my fucking notebook <laughs> and it's pissing me off. Um, they don't know how they're going to cover their payroll for yeah. the next for next week, let alone like right. to carry on as a company, right? It says, um, is there any risk that more banks might fail? At the end of 2022, SVB was the 16th largest bank in the United States. That sounds like a lot, and it is. But that's just 0.91 of all. So that's $209 billion. Being number 16, it's only 0.91% of all banking assets in the United States. How does that make you feel that less than 1% (laughs) is in the 16th largest bank? Yeah, that's insane. I mean, talk about maybe consolidation of wealth. Yeah, when over ninety nine percent is within the top fifteen banks, which means probably over fifty percent within the top yeah. three banks would be my guess. Right. I mean, that's kind of bullshit. But and then we'll bullshit. get more into yeah. um, consolidation of wealth because I I feel like that's where a lot of this is heading. Because yeah, who's going to buy up or not even even if like J P Morgan doesn't buy S V B. Because they don't want a repeat of right. Uh, 2008. Right. Yeah. Where do those customers go? Right. Yeah. They're, they're not going to go to another risky bank. No. They're going to be like, well, well what we got to do is we got to go to somebody that's less risky. Right. and One of the top three. Yeah. Try <laughs> JP Morgan or um, US Bank or yeah. Wells Fargo. And so all that money that was in the, that small bank is now... Probably going to merge over to JP Morgan without JP Morgan yeah. having to buy the risky bank. Yeah. It says, having said that, um, so it says there's little risk that SVB's failure will spill over to other banks. <laughs> I'm glad they're saying that Saturday yeah. because Sunday was a different story. <laughs> having said that, SVB's collapse does highlight the risk that many banks have in their investment portfolios. If interest rates continue to rise in the federal federal reserve has indicated that they will the value of investment portfolios of banks across the u.s will continue to go down
1: i mean doesn't that seem rather short-sighted i mean if you're in a bank and you you know finances unlike myself Mm -hmm. and you see the low interest rates but know that we're in inflation wouldn't you automatically assume
0: that yeah they're gonna jack that shit up no because the fucking president came out for a year and was like there is no inflation Mm. There's nothing to worry about. So they're like, "Oh, there's nothing to worry about. Just keep dumping money into this." And they're like, they're probably buying treasury bonds. Yeah. that are like, yeah. like, "No, don't don't worry about that. Keep buying our bond, buying our debt from us." Right. And then they raise debt on their or the interest rates on their debt, and they're like, "Fuck you. We now own your bank." Yeah. I mean, You're it's right. quite the scheme, isn't it? It is quite the scheme. It's like, yeah. uh, "Just tell them like, let's keep them flatlined, they will buy yeah. off all our debt." And then when they fail, we now own that bank because they can't pay us back on our debt. (laughs) Genius. It's kind of genius. It says, while those losses are just on paper, meaning they're not realized until the assets are sold, they still can increase a bank's overall risk. How much the risk will go up will vary from bank to bank. The good news, the good news, guys, is that most banks currently have enough capital to absorb these losses. By most banks, they mean... The top 15 banks, because (laughs) clearly number 16 couldn't do it, couldn't do it. So most banks, being the top 15, uh, currently have enough capital to absorb the losses, however large, in part because of efforts taken by the Fed after the 2008 financial crisis to ensure financial firms can weather any storm. So rest easy for now. The banking system is sound. You feel uh, at ease now? You feel, <laughs> feel like everything kind of makes me glad I don't have a lot of money. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because can you, first of all, can you imagine if you like, say you weren't somebody that's just like scraping to make it next week yeah, right. <laughs> as most of us are. right? But like, like, you know what you're in for. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, if I don't have money next week, it's going to suck. Right. So I'm just going to work for money next week. Yeah. Now imagine you're a guy that's like put his entire life into saving a million dollars. Ten million a billion dollars and then all of a sudden overnight it's just like gone it's yeah. just like well yeah. fuck I'm one of those guys now <laughs> yeah, right it's just like everything you did yeah like like I part of me like wants to invest more in my retirement, but there's a large part of me especially at days like today that are like it's not gonna be there anyway so why put right. any effort into that yeah, right seriously <laughs> because those guys are the ones having heart attacks and going and jumping <laughs> out of buildings yeah, because right. They uh, their lost pension plan. Everything. Yes, they yeah. lost everything they worked for. So, rest easy. <laughs> for now, the banking system is sound. Do you do you feel like that's true? You, I, you feel yeah, like no, everything's I, good? I, I, no, <laughs> don't worry. Everything's like, found. It,
1: everything's on a fucking house of cards right
0: now. Yeah. What now? What happens when? What happens ideally when when the public finds that banks are failing? They, yeah. They. I mean, Start losing trust in... Well, yeah. They start stacking their money in their mattress. It's a right? giant... Well, yeah. It's a giant snowball effect. Yeah. Like, starts with one. Then another one happens. And then another one happens because they're like, well, this bank's a lot like yeah. that bank. Maybe we shouldn't invest in this bank either. So they start pulling their money. And then bigger banks, are. they're like, well... I don't know if these banks are any well let's say a bigger banks like well maybe we should buy that bank and then those people are like well they're going to invest in that not yeah. that risky bank maybe we should pull arm it's a yeah. fucking giant snowball and yeah. that's that's just how the stock market works that's yeah. how banking system works that's how all this oh, like yeah. bs financial system works it's like it's based on the public perception that everything is fine yeah. and when the public perceive like like perceives that things aren't fine anymore, then they start pulling money right. out and start moving money around. It's it's all just a, a perceptive thing. It is. Like the it market's is. only, the stock market's only good if people think right. that it's good. Absolutely. And yeah. then they're, so they start investing in that. They start buying those products. It's yeah. like, well, this is good. Let's buy. If, if anybody gets wind that something's not right, that's when things start yeah. dumping. That's why FTX failed. Yep. That's why um, this yeah. Silicon Valley bank failed. That's why the, Freaking stock markets crash. That's why, because people lose trust in it and stop buying. And and isn't that all cryptocurrencies? Yeah, I mean, that's all any investment, really. If people start, everybody starts pulling out of any investment. It doesn't matter. Like, say Starbucks is doing fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Like building, say they're like tripling their store amount of stores every single year, and they're they're uh, what's it called? They're, (laughs) I don't know. When you make money, what's that called? Their profit? No, no, their profit. (laughs) Their profit levels each year is doubling every single year. They're doing freaking phenomenal. But then somebody comes out, somebody really high priority comes out, like say Elon Musk or something like that. It's like, Starbucks is doing shit. You shouldn't invest in that. And then people are like, oh, we should really start to be concerned about Starbucks. It yeah. doesn't matter how profitable it was. Yeah. If people start pulling out their money, they perceive that this company sucks. Yeah. They start pulling out their money, that company sucks. Right, absolutely. It's all a perceptive game. and it's, It is. It's so artificial. It's it, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's crazy that just people's perceptives can be more damaging or more like beneficial to a company than actual their yeah. sales or their their... Act the product that they're selling. Absolutely, yeah. And that's that's a problem with like corporatism. Yes, yes. Oh, I agree. So let's uh let's take a look at just how fine the banks have been doing since since this initial one. Well, before that one even, there was another bank that was crashing on Thursday, mm-hmm. and it was this crypto bank called Silvergate. They announced Thursday, um, uh, that they were liquidating amid sector tor- turmoil. And this is another one that's like they had to know this was coming because yeah. their claim is that this was following the collapse of FTX because it's a crypto bank. They're like, gotcha. well, FTX did this to us. It was like that was six months ago. Yeah, right, right. And yeah. you're just now deciding, right. oh. You can thing. figure out things by then. Right. says uh, the California-based bank – Warned last week it had less than well capitalized after depositors demanded their money back. You don't want... That's not something... Again, back to our perception, customer perception or investor perception. Don't... You probably shouldn't come out and be like, we're less than well capitalized. We're not doing good, (laughs) guys. We're going down fast. (laughs) The ship is sinking. Get off. Adding that it was evaluating its stability to operate as a, a going concern. Silvergate said a voluntary liquidation of the bank was the best path forward in light of recent industry and regulatory developments, and we haven't even got into, we haven't even really looked into the regu- regulations that came post FTX on yeah. the, the crypto world. So that'd yeah. be worth, that'd be worth looking into. Yeah, definitely says the failure of FTX sparked renewed volatility in the crypto markets. Silvergate also revealed it was being investigated by the U.S. Department of Justice. (laughs) Obviously, they did not take a class on customer service and promotions. (laughs) So, we've got... Oh, this is all spark you remember FTX, I was bad and this is the reason why and, and then, by the way, and, and we're being investigated yeah. by the Department of Justice. Like, oh, you you could have probably <laughs> led with that because yeah, right. that seems probably more damaging. But we way. have
1: a fifty dollar referral program if you bring a friend.
0: <laughs> uh Derek Ambrose says, Glad to know if my bank fails, I'll get the four hundred dollars that's in the bank from the FDIC. Maybe. That's, Maybe. No, right, right, right. Eventually.
3: I mean, it's over
0: 3 uh, it'll get taxed though. The tax man will come <laughs> yeah, after right. you because you have more than what the $350 that that they <laughs> said they would investigate. Um so that's uh this crypto bank on Thursday. And then at the same time, uh the Silicon Valley Bank crashed. Yes. And then I think it was Saturday or Sunday. Sunday I think. Signature Bank became mm-hmm. The third largest crash in U.S. history. Yes. And I've never even heard of signature bank. I never heard of Silicon Valley Bank. <laughs> no, no so. me neither. That's but true. So, so you go from everything's fine, the economy's great, to now we have the second and the third yeah. largest one bank weekend. failures <laughs> within two days of each other. Yeah. We have two and three. But don't, uh, panic. Don't, don't panic. Don't panic. At least it's yeah. not as bad as number one. Right. It could yeah. be so much worse. It could be number one. Now, collectively, if you put them together, does it equal number one, though? I would think the math evens that. Maybe. Uh says, why regulators seized Signature Bank in the third biggest bank failure in U.S. history. It says says, uh, on Friday, Signature Bank customers spooked by the sudden collapse of Silicon Valley Bank withdrew more than $10 billion in deposits, <laughs> a board member told CNBC. <clears throat> The run-on deposits quickly led to the third-largest bank failure in U.S. history. Regulators announced late Sunday that Signature was being taken over to protect its depositors and the stability of the U.S. financial system. Now, wait. Wait. I thought these banks were too small to affect right? the stability of the U.S. financial system. Yeah. Now, SVB, which was bigger, which was, what, two, you said $209 billion? Yes. That was too small of a bank to affect the U.S. financial system, yeah. and now that leads to the crash of this ten billion dollar one. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden, regulators are like, "Oh, we gotta, we gotta do something about this to protect the stability of the financial system."
1: Uh, what is the connection between uh, Silicon Valley and Signature? Why, why is,
0: would Signature be affected by? Oh, I think the customers are just like, "Oh shit, it's another bank. We gotta pull our stuff." <laughs> Says the sudden move shocked executives at Signature Bank, a New York-based institution with deep ties to real estate and legal industries, said board member from U.S. Representative Barney Frank. He's Sign- still around? I don't know who he is. Hmm. Signature had 40 branches, assets of $110 billion and deposits of $88.5 at I the I end of 2022. I believe he was the
1: head of uh, uh, Fannie Mae back in 2008.
0: no. Yes. No. Yes. Look up Barney Frank. That no. I'm pretty sure. No. We had no indication of problems until we got a deposit run late Friday, which was purely contagion from SVB, Frank told CNBC. No, 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 no. Frank, I do know who he is, because it says later, he was one of the ones... He was the Frank and the Frank Dodd. Yes. Uh,
1: the um, Dodd Frank, Frank served as chairman of the House Financial Service Committee from two thousand seven to th- two thousand eleven and was a leading co-sponsor of the two thousand ten Dodd Frank Act. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say he he was so he is talking like he wasn't part of this bank, but he was He's part like, of the Frank Dodd Act, yes. which was the two thousand eight regulations. Yes. And, and I, I based on what I had seen, I I, I thought he was partially
1: a responsible for some of this probably from the 2008
0: most likely uh it says problems for u.s banks uh with exposure to the frothiest asset classes frothiest frothiest i thought i was Uh, the one that used that word exposure to the frothiest asset classes of the covid pandemic crypto and tech startups boiled over last week with the wind-down of crypto-centric Silvergate Bank. While that firm's demise had been long expected, it helped ignite a panic about banks with high levels of uninsured deposits. Venture capital investors and founders drained the Silicon Valley Bank accounts Thursday, leading to its seizure by midday Friday. Uh, That led to pressure on Signature, First Republic, and other names late last week on fears that uninsured deposits could be locked up or lose value, Uh, either of which could be fatal to startups. Signature was founded in 2001 as a more business-friendly alternative to big banks. It expanded to the West Coast and then opened itself to the crypto industry in 2018, which helped turbocharge deposit growth in recent years. The bank created a 24-7 payment network of crypto clients and had $16.5 deposits from digital asset-related customers. So a lot of the money comes from crypto, too. As waves of concern spread last week, Signature customers moved deposits to bigger banks, including JP, Morgan Chase, and Citigroup, Frank said. Exactly what I said they would do. It's like they don't have to buy up the banks because these people are going to move all their money into the big banks. What were you going to say?
1: Yeah, it was Frank that was partially responsible for pushing the the banks into um, the subprime mortgage.
0: So how was he in part of... (laughs) <laughs> of this whole regulatory thing, well, like it's, how how do you take a guy? He, he broke it, and he they decided that are like are gonna, gonna fix it. You know how to break it, so obviously you can help us fix it, right? Yeah, that he, makes well, sense. he he pushed it. He blamed Bush for everything, according to Frank. Signature executives explored all avenues to shore up the situation, including finding more capital and gouging interest from potential acquirers. The deposit exodus had slowed by Sunday, he said, and executives believe they had stabilized the situation. Instead, Signature's top managers have been sum- summarily removed and the bank was shuttered Sunday. Regulators are now c- conducting a sales process for the bank while guaranteeing that customers will have access to deposit services while it continue on it will continue uninterrupted, uninterrupted. So apparently they will still be able to... Somehow access their deposits. Now, is that all their deposits, or just the two hundred fifty thousand? My guess would be up to the two hundred fifty thousand. Says the move raised eyebrows among observers. In the same Sunday announcements that identified SVB and Signature Bank as risk to the financial stability, regulators announced new facilities to shore up confidence in the country's other banks. So, get that—just like overnight, mm-hmm. our federal government's like we came up with a solution. Yeah. Right kind of like when vaccines just kind of are popped like, like popped up and they're like oh yeah. we got we, we can make a vaccine for this it usually takes us 20 years but yeah. this one only took yeah. us six months that's yeah. fine we haven't been working on this no, forever. Not at all <laughs> we haven't been we haven't been planning for this yeah right or maybe I I don't know it says uh another bank that had been under pressure in recent days first Republic declared it had more than 70 billion in untapped funding from the Federal Reserve and JP Morgan Chase Uh, For this part, Frank, who helped draft the landmark Dodd-Frank Act after the 2008 financial crisis, said there was no real objective reason that a signature had to be seized. I think part of what happened—now, this is interesting that Frank would say this. Yes. He's like, well, We don't even know why. They yeah. they have this untapped $70 billion. Why did we seize right. this? Because he says, I think part of what happened was that regulators wanted to send a very strong anti-crypto message. Hmm. We became the poster boy because there was no insolvency based on the fundamentals. And that's Frank. So he must have an active role in this bank because he said right. we. Yeah. Um so he is also he is now again once again part of a failed excursion <laughs> of banks just like the guy from Lehman Brothers it's yes. like all these people are interconnected and somehow yeah. everything they touch they go move on and touch it and it turns yeah. cancerous too
1: Yeah well and it, it, it's interesting
0: that these <laughs> it's the same names yeah. over and over again and everything Yeah it's like well like in these banks you know, we'll, we'll find out what cuz we're going to get into uh the response from yelling and the president and they're like, well, we're just going to instantly fire the the, yeah. the people at the top because obviously they can't run. It's like, but you're seeing these same fucking names. So oh, right. you, you think Frank's going to go away? You right. think the yeah. Lehman brother? No, they're going to take whoever the CEO was yeah. and fire him, even right. though it was probably Frank whispering in his ear, hey, you should try this. Yeah, right. I, yeah. I, yeah. Trust, a, just I mean, trust like, me on this one. I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so what? In the span of a weekend, we had three banks fail, but yeah. no reason to worry here, right? Right. Right. Nothing nothing to see here. No. <laughs> yeah, just... we're
1: we're keeping the contagion at bay, people. I mean, three right. banks,
0: that's not contagion.
1: That's like an accident.
0: Yeah, but but we got to start Taking on some regulatory procedures right. just in case it affects the financial system, right. but it's not going to affect because right. these are too small. Yeah, they're too small; they can fail. They're not right. the too big. That, to that's fail. why we're seizing them. <laughs> yes, and probably merging them with the too big to fail banks. <laughs> yeah, because they're too big to fail. Um, if, if you do that, uh, then all the entire financial system's too big right. to fail. So it'll never fail. That's how it works, right? right. Exactly. Now we all made the time. it all too big to fail. <laughs> nothing will fail. <laughs> so I don't know. We got to get into break pretty soon. Yeah. Thoughts. Thoughts so far. Cuz we haven't gotten into the Fed response yet. It's all very coincidental.
1: Don't you think? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just very bizarre the the way it all transpired.
0: Yeah, just how so it went from everything's great to nothing's great. But I yeah. mean, I mean, that's we not knew a... it wasn't great though. Jeez, well, sorry. But that's not like a sign of some sort of conspiracy. Like how yeah. many companies will come out like that one bank and be like, guys, we got a major capital, like a major liquidity yeah. problem <laughs> here. No, they're they're going to say <laughs> up until the end, until it's too late, that everything's fine. I worked yeah. for a, a company that uh, they made like wrapper, like flexible packaging, like candy wrappers and like the salad pack, Oh. like, you know, like the plastic salad yeah. packs. Yeah, They made wrappers for, and one of their, like probably sixty percent of their client, like their money came from Dole, which was the salads. They okay. signed this mega contract this one year. Well, that same year, um, th- remember when the West Coast got hit? Like all the lettuce got hit with like salmonella. Yes, yes. And so Dole like had to stop doing a lot of work, and so they severed their contract with us. And we all saw it coming. We all knew that this, this stuff was happening. And they brought us all in a meeting like, guys, everything's fine. There's not going to be layoffs. We we have no reason to worry because we're pulling in these other customers to set, like we're, we're kind of expanding a little bit to like diversifying. So we're not solely resp- like dependent on one customer. Yeah. And within two days, 50 percent of the plant got laid off. No shit. After they just told us. Nothing to worry about. Everything was fine. That's how companies are. Like they don't want they don't want to come in and say, "Guys, uh, we're we're gonna probably be doing layoffs because then everybody's gonna probably start looking for jobs and fucking quit, leave, and then they're up shit creek." Or start writing or something. So yeah, uh, it's not to to for the company a week before saying we're the best bank in the world to to collapsing. That's not a conspiracy. I mean, that's shitty though. Yeah, that's shitty when it comes to. Like, you are dealing with people's livelihoods. Yeah. And not just the, your investors, but your investors' investors yeah. and your investors' clients and yeah. or your clients' clients and, like, the the medical system that is, like, supposedly this is investing into mm-hmm. and all these startups. and Like, you're, you're screwing around with people's lives yeah. pretty well, hard. I, when I had
1: seen about the execs selling off stock for mm. Silicon Valley, I'd seen there's already been a lawsuit filed against them. And so anybody who's bought stock in that company from June 2021 to now, right, are considered like a defendant or a, a plaintiff in this case. My, my my thought is okay. So who pays that out?
0: Right. Well, right? They, We're going to get into what what the government says. Yes, who's right. going to pay off all this money? Yes, and because it's, it's, it's not the it's not the taxpayers. No, remember, no. right? It's, no, no, no. The taxpayers are going to. Hold zero percent of yes. the financial burden to this because yeah, our government is amazing. Yes, they think this stuff through. We're gonna get into break, and then when we get back, I want to talk about the Fed response. I want to talk specifically like Janet Yellen addressed it. Uh, Joe Biden, I've got a video of him, and then um, I want to talk a little bit about kind of the conspiracy around this that uh, that <laughs> kind of, I some yeah. just some there, of this. There's a couple
1: good ones. Yeah, I, I love yeah. the Janet Yellen response because I was watching her talk. And, like, five times she says, well, let me be clear. Nothing she said was clear. Yeah. She was, like, all over the place. And I'm like,
0: "Yeah, which part was transparent?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. It's, it's the politician and her yeah. speaking. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to take three or four minutes to um, go pull our money out of our banks. And uh, when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about the uh, bank run. And I keep freezing up. I Are was we freezing say, up fro- out there? I'm frozen, too. I don't know what's going on. Hopefully that clears up by the time we get back. we're back and i have no idea why our internet connection is so shitty right now things are going really slow and bill is listening to us (laughs) having uh network problems or computer problems or a combination of the two so hopefully you can hang in there and bear with us because uh we're trying. We're trying our hardest. We can only try as hard as technology will allow us to try. Um, maybe maybe our internet company is one of those startups founded by <laughs> funded by uh the i SBB. I can see that. Only an Iowa uh tech company. We're would... like super froze. Yeah, I'm like I you're just froze. I'm just froze. Stand by. Stand by. I'm gonna try to fix this. Okay. I should have tried fixing over break, but coffee was more important. Yeah. And, and I think, I think we're back. back. And, you're, and echoing. you're echoing. How's that? How's that? That's better. I We seem to be not as frozen now. So okay. hopefully this thing holds up. Hey, we got more viewers than we did before we left. So uh, <laughs> maybe we need to leave and come back more often. <laughs> you, you guys just like to watch us walk away.
1: And they really do.
0: So we are back. We had some technical difficulties. Our shit was just freezing up left and right. So I had to restart this stream. Or not the stream, but we had to jump out and jump back in. Fortunately, we can do that. It used to be when we—remember, we'd get kicked off yeah, the stream. We'd, we'd have, have to start, start a whole over. new stream, yes. and yes. then it's just like everybody's just like, where is everything yeah. at? And they just, like, disappeared. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, our this this uh, program I have now lets us jump out and jump back in. So that, that's, that's a plus. Let's uh, see if we can watch uh, Joe Biden's response, too, because we're talking about— um, we're talking if if you missed the first half, we're talking about the uh, SVB, the the Silicon Valley Bank, and yes. the bank run, the old fashioned bank run is what they're calling yes. it, like where people are just like scared their money's g- going to yep. be frozen, so they just all went and pulled their money, and then just everybody who didn't get there in time, their money got frozen yeah, instead. They're, they're screwed. Derek says, "Unplug it and plug it back in." That's basically basically exactly what we did, except the the not the computer itself, but anyways, um. I said I wanted to get into some of the the federal um, response to this because it, obviously they're going to say you know just let 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 it go and yeah, just let right. Bank, banks that fail are going to fail so just let it be right. and let the markets decide and that, that's just what happens right? Right. That, Which would be great if this was an actual free market Right, well that that's the whole point is they wouldn't say, they're not going to yeah. say that they're not going to say, oh just just let it be we'll yeah. just, just see how this thing plays out yeah. no, it's like, oh we got to touch it because yeah. everything we touch obviously yeah. is success so we got to touch yes. this we and, need and the federal government involved they, they got to come in and save the day so here's Joe Biden talking, this is about four minutes long we won't watch the whole thing but i just want to watch part of it because the most of it is him like patting himself on the back so here we go
3: before i uh leave for california i want to briefly speak about what's happening in silicon valley bank and signature bank today thanks to the quick action of my administration over the past few days americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe your deposits will be there when you need them small businesses across the country the deposit accounts at these banks can breathe easier knowing they'll be able to pay their workers and pay their sign bills. Lady's Are you me. laughing
1: at the sign language lady? <laughs> she is really over enunciating. <laughs> she, she's very,
0: she's got way more emotion in this than Joe Biden ever does. does. Maybe and, she's trying to un- compensate for him. Well, you, I mean, if you were saying it the way Joe Biden's saying it, it'd just be like,
1: Yeah, that's true. She was like,
0: like drooling on yourself yeah. while barely moving she her She looks hands. like
1: she's on crack.
0: <laughs> and watching her, it's like, that. there's no way that guy's saying all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, right.
3: <laughs> and the hardworking employees can breathe easier as well. Last week, when we learned of the problems of the banks and the impact they could have on jobs of small businesses and banking system overall, I instructed my team to act quickly to protect these interests. They've done that. They've done that. On Friday, the government regulator in charge, the FDIC, took control of Silicon Valley Bank's assets. And over the weekend, it took control of Signature Bank's assets. Treasury Secretary Yellen and a team of banking regulators have taken action, immediate action. And here are the highlights. First, all customers who had deposits in these banks can rest assured, I want mean, to rest assured they'll be protected and they'll have access to their money as of today. That includes small businesses across the country that bank there and need to make payroll pay their bills, and stay open for business. No losses, will be, and I'm. this is an important point, no losses will be borne by the taxpayers. What do you think yeah. of that?
0: That statement alone. Uh, uh, no losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Yeah, it sounds great. It, it sounds good on paper. Yeah, right. Just like right. This, this whole banking system is great on paper. It's always great on paper. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Let me
3: repeat that. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Instead, the money will come from the fees that banks pay into the deposit insurance fund because of the actions of that, because of the actions that our regulators have already taken.
0: So are they going to increase fees from the other banks? You can't hear a word he's saying. (laughs) No, I I, I
3: can't. I can't,
0: absolutely. No, I— they're, they're so the, are they increasing the fees of the banks because no. wouldn't that just wouldn't the banks just increase our fees then to make out to compensate for it because the banks got to yeah. make money well yeah they're and, in the business of making money that's why they're banks they're bankers right uh do you remember when bankers used to be considered like the like respectable the lowest? no <laughs> oh. like like <laughs> shitty yes like shitty oh, bankers yeah. it's like, kind of well, like tax collectors yes. and bankers yes. are
1: yeah and no yeah. That, that's what it's getting back to yeah so because yeah like you you're right they're not gonna use taxes to take. Th- you know, our money and put it on there. It's going to be so much worse. Yeah,
3: (laughs) absolutely. Listen to what else is going to cover this. Every American should feel confident that their deposits will be there if and when they need them. Second, the management of these banks will be fired. If the bank is taken over by FDIC, the people running the bank should not work there anymore.
0: And We'll put one of the guys from the Lehman Brothers or or, uh, the, the... to Fannie Mae or Freddie yeah, Mac. we'll put Barney Frank in charge yes, of it because
3: perfect. he
1: did so good the last time.
3: Yep. Third, investors in the banks will not be protected. They knowingly took a risk, and when the risk didn't pay off, investors lose their money. That's how capitalism works.
0: Now, you want to talk about how capitalism works, yeah, Joe? Yeah, right. <laughs> like Capitalism no. works without... Government propping up, without propping up a yes. fucking uh, bank that fails. So let's talk about how capitalism works. First of all, I do understand if you invest in a company, the way capitalism works, if that company fails, yes, you should not be protected. But yes. he's almost like saying this, like the investors were the problem. It's right. like, well, it's your fault for. It's almost like coming down on investors the way he right. said. It. It's like, no, you're not going to get your money. Yeah. Why would you think you'd get your money? Um, so.
1: But it's just like them blaming the, the greed of the corporations
0: on inflation. Now, now, imagine this, though. People find out, oh, the banks that typically have been like kind of propped up artificially by the government for how many decades now? Oh, they're not going to protect us as investors if right. the bank fails? Well, maybe I don't want to invest in a bank, a risky right. bank anymore. So yeah. maybe I'm going to start stop investing in risky – so not only are, are they causing panic of the, the people – who are putting money in the banks, but they're also causing a little bit of distrust in the people that are investing in the banks. Right. So those people stop investing in the banks, how many banks are gonna fail because investors start pulling right. out now? Well but they can't make it look like it's the a problem with the system. Well no right? the system has to be bad into, per, it, bad actors. It, bad actors. The system's perfect it's right. set up perfect. And yeah. that's why we can protect you against the bad actors right. who happen to be these greedy like right. investors in the bank, yeah. obviously, and and the the management of the yeah. bank. It has nothing to do with all the, the the way the reg, regulate the financial system is set up, it ha, it's the managers and the investors of the bank because they made these right. poor decisions.
3: And fourth, there are important questions of how these banks got into the circumstance in the first place. We must get the full accounting of what happened and why those responsible can be held accountable. What? In my administration, no one we have to get it. Again. No one is above the law. What, what
0: did he finally to
3: say? We must reduce the risk of this happening again. During the Obama-Biden administration, we put in place tough requirements.
0: Now, here comes the pats yeah.
3: on the back. The whole rest of this is him patting himself on the back. Requirements ...on banks like Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, including the Dodd-Frank law to make sure that the crisis we saw in 2008 would not happen again. Unfortunately, the last administration rolled back some of these requirements. I'm going to ask Congress and the banking regulators to strengthen the rules for banks to make it less likely this kind of bank failure would happen again, and to protect American jobs and small businesses. Look, the bottom line is this: Americans can rest assured. Here we go. That our banking system is safe. Your deposits are safe. Let me also assure you, we will not stop at this. We'll do whatever is needed. On top of all that, let's also t- take a look at a moment to put the situation in a broader context. We've made strong economic progress in the past Here two counts. years. We've created more than 12 million new jobs. There it is. More jobs in two years than any president has ever created in a single four-year term. Unemployment you already 4% for 14 straight months. Take-home pay for workers is going up, Dude, especially up. for lower and middle-income workers.
0: What does this have to do with what's going on right now? Yeah. Like, it's like, well, yeah, the banking system is shit, but remember, I, I brought back jobs, yeah, and right. I brought back, uh, and a- unemployment a- is low. The and... economy is sound. The economy is sound, which means the financial system must be sound. You're Absolutely. frozen again. Why are we frozen again? I, um, I look like I'm on drugs. <laughs> you do look, you probably are on drugs. That's just your <laughs> natural look. Um, so everything's fine. Yes. It, that makes me think of this image here, if it will pull up. <laughs> everything's fine. Yes. This is fine. I love it. As the world burns around us, everything's fine. Yes. That's that is Joe Biden giving his speech yes. about banks, about the economy, about the the um um the low or the the high income, the low unemployment, everything. It's right. just the world's burning around him, but yeah. this is fine. This is Let's fine. Pat, pat pat ourselves on the back here because everything is fine. Um do you think everything's fine though? Does everything seem fine to you? No, the more he says it, the more I believe that I, there's things I'm not seeing. Yeah, the more he <laughs> says it's fine, the more I think something is even seriously worse. messed up. It's even worse. Up. Something is really wrong. Now, uh, Janet Yellen came out and basically regurgitated the exact yes. same things that, that Biden was saying. So it says, Silicon Valley Bank collapses. The Treasury Fed and FDIC announced steps to ensure deposits will be paid in full. <clears throat> and basically said the same thing, that... Um, it's not going to come off the backs of the taxpayers. It's going to come out of uh, the FDIC funds, mm-hmm. which is fees from the bank. The Federal Reserve Treasury Department and FDIC announced Sunday they will make additional funding available to ensure all Silicon Valley bank deposits, both insured and uninsured, will be paid in full. Now, I disagree with that. Yeah. Because, look, if my car's not insured and I get a wreck, is the government going to come in and pay off my car? Because oh, fuck no. No. It's like... I'm sorry, you, yeah. your bank didn't or couldn't or whatever insure a certain amount yeah. of funds. Who does that—like, now you're now you're not saying that the FDIC only covers up to 250000 Now you're saying the FDIC covers everything right. as long as we deem it okay. Well, as long as the federal government has taken it over and seized well, yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so um, then what happens when the Federal Reserve— Takes over and takes control. Dude, like, then what? They right. sell it off to J.P. Morgan or yeah. some some bank that's right. ultimately owned by the government now because they were taken over by the government back in two thousand eight. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, all this is just kind of massively consolidating the wealth. First absolutely. of all, absolutely, yes. And it's making money for the government because yes. the government's going to be like, hey, we're going to take this over and we're going to pay off your debts. But then at the end of the day, we're going to sell it to like J.P. Morgan and. Um, obviously we're just going to pay off all the debts with that. No, they're, they're going to make their money off of it. Absolutely. If not just take over a hundred percent control of the banking system.
1: Right. Exactly. And that's, that's the thing. If they're not making money off it, they're sure as hell upping their, their regulations and the
0: control they're going to have. Yeah. That's a big part of it. There's, there's three parts of this. Mm -hmm. There's the snowball effect, which they can say all day long, uh, nothing's like our financial system's fine as another bank collapses. Oh, don't worry, it's just a small bank. Not everything's fine. and Then a big bank collapses and they're like, "Oh, it's fine. It's just like we have the regulations in place to handle specific situations." Mm-hmm. Until it's like too fucking late and then they're like, "Guys, uh this is a big freaking deal." And then um the the next part that comes out of this is federal regulation, which they, they, they tighten up restrictions on banks. They make it harder for small banks. Yeah. Cause at the end end of the day, it's kind of like the shutdowns. Like who did they affect? They didn't affect Walmart and Amazon. They affected the little guy. And then Walmart and Amazon came in and bought up all the assets.
1: But but look at, so with the, the, after the uh, Dodd Frank act, right? 2008, Mm -hmm. like I was talking about when I wanted to buy a house, they went in and they, they they dissect it every transaction over $50 in my account. Right. Now, they're going to expand that to small businesses and banks and they're going to be doing that for everything over say like I don't two hundred fifty thousand dollars, right? And they're going to chop it up, and they're going to they're going to look at everything mm-hmm. from small businesses. Well, you can't and banks. actually
0: put money into that because we don't approve right. that kind yeah. of. Yeah, and the, like, well, you can't borrow money for this because that's risky right. to us. Well, where
1: did this five thousand dollars come from, mm-hmm. right? Or where where did this uh, three thousand dollars, you know? And and they're going to just chop it up, and they're going to over
0: diagnose everything yes. in the banking and in small businesses now. Says after receiving recommendation from the boards of the FDIC and Federal Reserve, the con- con- consulting and consulting with the president, Secretary Janet Yellen approved actions enabling the FDIC to complete its resolution of Silicon Valley Bank, Santa Clara, California, in a matter that fully protects all depositors. The joint, uh, the They said in a joint statement, depositors will have access to all their money starting Monday, March 13th. No losses associated with the resolution of Silicon Valley Bank will be horned by the taxpayers. Again, that is bullshit. Mm -hmm. The Fed also announced it will make additional funding available to eligible depository institutions to help assure banks have the ability to meet the needs of the depositors. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank, the 16th. Yeah, we, we talked about all of this. Um, how they they failed and stuff. It says, The trio also announced Sunday a similar systemic risk exception for New York-based Signature Bank, which was closed today by its state chartering authority, according to the joint statement. All depositors of the institution will be made whole, as with the resolution of Silicon Valley Bank. No losses will be borne by the taxpayers, once again. Mm -hmm. Shareholders and certain unsecured debt holders will not be protected. So, Right back to it. Like Joe Biden said uh, only exactly what Janet Yellen and the Fed said. Um, He was just regurgitating that, and then he patted himself on the back, and then he's like, thank you. Everything's fine. Uh, President Joe Biden issued a statement Sunday on his administration's action to protect depositors at both banks, expressing his approval for the actions but stressing he will hold those responsible for this mess accountable. Um, Then they go on and on to say... That this is not a bailout. Says so senior Treasury official and Federal Reserve officials called or on calls with reporters Sunday night insisted these moves to pay deposits at Silicon Valley are not a bailout. So mm-hmm. even though like a bunch of people were calling for bailouts, which is a terrible idea, right? This is not a bailout, but yeah. the banks are going to be fine. Everything is fine, right? But are the banks really going to be fine? Right, and they came out. They're very explicit on the fact
1: that due to the you know
0: the changes we made in two thousand eight, no, we will not be bailing anything out. But they are kind of repurposing FDIC grant, like right now the the, the fee. It's hard to say they're not bailing out, but say we're giving more right. than what you're insured for, right? But it's coming out off of all well, the banks' backs, not right. the federal government's back like we're what are they going to just start dipping into all the banks to pay off this one That's still a bailout it's just the taxpayers aren't paying it it's the bankers all the other banks which we talked about earlier
1: because that's the term i've heard popping up lately is the Mm bail-in right and that's where they're going with this
0: yeah it's like oh all you guys you need to hold each other accountable So one person screw up is all of our screw up. Right. So we're gonna punish you all for their right. screw up. So you all need to prop this up now. Yeah, and now, take care of the it. The government doesn't need to. Yeah, you guys need to. But what we're not telling you is on the backside. We're going to give you guys money, right. and that's probably how this works. Right. Like yeah. we're going to give you all these like yeah. federal grants and yes. funding yes. to to assist with this. But you guys, it's the banks that are going to be right. responsible. But don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna right. give you money for this. So and, at the uh, end of the day, it's yes, a fucking bailout. I, just. Yes. Re- and, and like you said,
1: again, that's something that's going to trickle down to us, the normal bankers, people. Derek Ambrose
0: people. says, looks like a lot of internet service providers are having some kind of issue, so it's not just an issue with your stream. Look, we always have internet issues, so it's that's nothing true. unusual. It's more so tonight, but I don't know. Maybe this has something to do with it. Maybe the <laughs> maybe tech this- companies are being affected. <laughs> yes. Maybe they couldn't pay their 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 <laughs> internet bill at the internet company. So, um, anyways, like we were saying, this it, it's going to turn back to the same thing. Yeah, like the government's going to somehow funnel some money around because it's not like the FDIC just has extra money to throw right. at it. Right. So they're going to have to take it from banks, and the banks are going to be like, "Well, this is bullshit. Why don't don't worry, we've got your backs. Right. Vote yeah. for me. Vote blue and <laughs> whatever. Right. Um. So. At the end of the day, as Joe Biden says, everything is fine. This is fine. It's all fine. Well, banking is fine. The banking system is fine. Sure. But the banks are not so fine. <laughs> like the small banks specifically are not fine. Like they they they're really glossing over how how some of the small banks are crashing. And I got this uh this article from Zero Hedge that talks about other banks that they're not even telling us about that mm. are are having issues, and I don't want to read this whole article because I want to get into the, the juicy conspiracy stuff. Because it says, "Uh, um, first P- first Republic Bank halted for volatility, down sixty five percent. Sixty five percent is a lot. Well, and First Republic Bank is the one that they said had seventy, uh, was it
1: seventy billion mm-hmm. in uh surplus from the uh." Um, From J.P.
0: Morgan or something, and the feds.
1: And so they weren't sure why that was even an issue.
0: PacWest halted for volatility, dropped 41% to lowest on record. Regions halted for volatility after pairing 31% dropped to 20%. Western Alliance sinks to a record 76%, halted for volatility. So we got several banks out there that they're not even talking about.
1: But nothing, no worries. Yeah, all these
0: small banks are being affected by this. But- the banking system is fine. Why is the banking system fine? Because there's not the bailouts. There's not the pushing big banks to buy these out. They're no. just letting them go by the wayside so that the people put their money into the bigger banks that were already bailed out, that the government already controls. Right. Um, so they are still accumulating all the deposits without having to buy up the debt from the right. bank. Because this says it would be the savings and loan 2.0 crisis, but we regret to inform you that there is no savings. Meanwhile, all hail J.P. Morgan, uh, pardon J.P. Mega, which is about to have some 18 trillion dollars in deposits Holy coming shit. its way. Because once those small right. banks close, they're going to go yeah. to the big banks, primarily like J.P. Morgan. So right. you're you're talking not just a little bit; you're talking like trillions of dollars in um, deposits being pulled from these small banks mm-hmm. and being deposited into these bigger, bigger banks. banks. It's fucking consolidation of wealth. It's like Amazon during the right. the shutdown all over again. Yeah. It's like, well, these small banks can't cut it. So bring your money over here. We we can stay open. Yeah. We're uh, what it was the term they called like Walmart oh to um, keep them open.
1: The- Oh,
0: the, it was the essential. Essential, yeah. They yeah. were essential yeah, business, yeah. but but the so, mom and pop shops. But weren't.
1: along with that, it means that it's less less banks for the IRS to comb through, right? Less banks for the federal government to have to check out and make sure the transactions are on the up and up. If yeah. they only have to focus on a narrow amount of banks,
0: right? Well, yeah, less to regulate, right? Exactly. Well, again, we're putting all these too small yeah. to not fail banks into all these too big right. to fail banks so if they're too big to fail then nothing's going to fail because right. they're too big to fail and it's, that's the logic right. of the United States federal government right. it's like well if they're in a too big to fail bank then they're not going to fail that has nothing
1: to do with all your eggs in one
0: basket yes. right uh, Derek says funny thing is bank, uh, US Bank Wells Fargo and Bank of America and Fidelity uh, major financial institutions are also reporting problems no no Derek no the banking system is fine. It's fine. The It's not affecting the financial system. Everything is fine. Stop with your conspiracy bullshit. It's nonsense. Like, like I, I don't even, I have no answers for, I have nothing to say to that because the financial system's yeah. fine. Stop causing panic. Um, You want to get into conspiracies? Yeah, let's.
1: Uh, is there a chance that we wake up tomorrow morning and the Fed owns all the banks?
0: <laughs> There's a, Chance that anything could happen yeah. in, in 48 hours. So I mean, look what could happen in, right. in, in 48 small hours. Let's talk about, we, we got about 20, 30 minutes left, so I want right. to talk about the conspiracies of this because um, I want to do it before the internet takes us down. Sure. So, Avi, mean, you said a bunch of conspiracies were running amok about yes. this. What yeah. are some of the ones you heard? Uh, from the, uh, the,
1: the total conversion to a new monetary system to the beginnings of the Great Reset, yeah. How so? Um, just that you know they're going to have to to basically flip the the financial sy- system on its end. It's going to be a major like transition of wealth or transfer of wealth, and that um, basically they're going to be converting everything more to like a a digital like managed system that okay. the the government can kind of you know, and that way it's like okay, well. Silicon Valley, you know, yeah, okay, you can't pay that out, but digitally we can transfer this money over to you, so yeah. that you can pay out what you need to, right?
0: Right, and we can make ones and zeros to support that, right? and exactly. everything will be fine. It's all fake anyway, right. so might as well make it more it, fake and more controllable. Fake, yes, it's all perception. That's all, all any of this is. It's all, it's, it's made up stuff. So one of the conspiracies I had heard, and I think most likely a lot of this does have to do with consolidation of yeah. the wealth, consolidation of the banking system yeah. to one financial system. I think so, too. That at the end of the day, I think. But some of these conspiracy theories are, are pretty interesting. This one I found really interesting. I haven't seen a lot of talk about it, but apparently uh, Silicon Valley Bank is one that is named um, by... Some of the financial institutions that were uh, funding Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, so um, this was just a Twitter post, or just a screen screenshot of a Twitter post. So I don't even have the whole post, but I. It's all speculative, so, I mean, we can just talk about it. It says, they named six more banks. This obviously isn't the beginning of the paragraph, but it says, they named six more banks at the end of the article, leaving one of the ten unnamed. Those are Fidelity Investments, Charles Schwab, Bank Leumi, Wells Fargo, Northern Trust and Silicon Valley Bank hmm. says is Silicon Valley Bank connected to any of the Silicon Valley oligarchs who helped the Dems? I'm it's it's more than just the Dems, guys. Yeah, it it's is. not the it's Dems. It's both sides. It's not the Clintons, it's not uh it's not Donald Trump, it's it's not uh the Nancy Bushes. Pelosi. It might be it, the It's all the above. Yeah. It's all every all of it combined. So if if you end it with the, the oligarchs that help the Dems are like, you've suddenly lost a lot of credibility yeah. to me just because um, it's more than just that. Yeah. But it is interesting to me that this may or may not be connected to the Jeffrey Epstein stuff. Like, mm-hmm. very interesting. It says... Um, other banks and brokerage firms that were issued subpoenas, according to court records, include Fidelity, Charles Schwab, the, the ones I just named, right. and specifically Silicon Valley. Spokesperson for Fidelity, Charles Schwab, and Liumi did not respond for comment. Wells Fargo declined to comment. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank declined to comment on pending litigation, but a spokesperson said, uh, To the best of our knowledge, Silicon Valley Bank has not and currently does not have any business dealings with the individual or entities named in the subpoena. So it, it that that's pretty speculative to me. Right, right, Now, what's more interesting to me is this this next thing here that is connected to Jeffrey Epstein. It is the sole fact that JP Morgan is a JP Morgan executive was found to have some kind of like really strong friendship with Jeffrey Epstein, hmm. and there was this is an unredacted lawsuit that says Jeffrey Epstein, a former top J.P. Morgan executive, had a profound friendship and shared snow white coated emails. I don't know what that means, but it's probably gross. <laughs> um, it says while convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein was on work release in Palm Beach, a federal lawsuit claims his private banker at J.P. Morgan. Jess Staley kept in contact, visiting his Palm Beach mansion and his Virgin Islands private island uh, many times, even while Epstein was jailed. So this comes out recently. When did this article come out? A couple weeks ago, I think. February 17th, so a few weeks ago, saying that this guy that's heavily tied to J.P. Morgan also is heavily tied with Jeffrey Epstein. Now, what would be a better way to convince people to not pull money from J.P. Morgan because of all these allegations and get the get the public perception off of J.P. Morgan than to have these small, like, more risky banks crash and then be like, oh, we need to go Jeff- or Jeff- to J.P. Morgan. Like, we need to move our stuff to this bank. Like, maybe they saw it coming. They're like, we don't want our stock to crash. Let's, let's get something in the works to make all these other banks crash. So instead of our stock dipping, our stock... Our investments take a giant major hike. I mean, I see more to that than to well, there might or might not be connections between uh, the uh, Silicon Valley Bank and Jeffrey right. Epstein. I see more to J.P. Morgan is taking a hit from this, and they're like, let's let's just let's just kill off all these other banks right. and get a lot of people like build a lot of people's more trust. It's like. Now I know you guys suspect that we had connections to Jeffrey Epstein, but where do you want your money? Do you want right. it with us, or do you want it with these banks that are crashing? Yeah, so I I could see more credibility yeah. to that. Yeah, definitely. So what what do you think? You think that could have something to do that, with it? That's a good possibility.
1: Um, I you know, I, I guess my question would be like, because I I definitely feel like the the government is involved in this how so well i i just feel like just the way that the they're they're jumping in and seizing these banks yeah so unless unless you know that there's favors in you know JP Morgan they're trying to repay you know by shifting things over i don't know it's
0: there's something going on here yeah <laughs> I don't know if it has anything. I think a lot of people try to tie everything to Jeffrey Epstein. Yes, I think it's less. I, I that's think romantic it's romantic in us. <laughs> well, it, but it's all a big vicious cycle. So it is. There, there's some connection yeah. to Jeffrey Epstein, whether
1: that's the culprit or not, or just yeah. like well, some I, kind of. I mean, we know how involved he was financially with a bunch of
0: the big wigs and the different banks. So I mean, it, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Right now, this next theory is perpetuated by the Republicans. So of it, it's. I mean, there's definitely some possibilities here but they are blaming uh silicon valley's woke politics for its collapse. I don't think that's it. I think I mean there's probably some some sub- substance to this that's but possible. um I don't think that's the sole cause of this. Yeah. It's a, I think conservatives are trying to throw whatever they can at this and blame right. it, it's Obama's fault or right. it's woke politics yeah. it's it's obviously uh Project uh, 1619 Project's right, fault. Yeah. It's, it's everything that ne- we never let discre- a good crisis go to it, waste. It's the right? my mi- my migrant problem yeah. fault. Right? Yeah. It says conservatives are blasting their new boogeyman of wokeism for the second largest bank collapse in U.S. history, eschewing the more straightforward story of problematic balance sheets in favor of raw politics. That's I mean that's what politicians do. They politic. Uh, Senator Josh Howley complained that Silicon Valley bank executives were spending their time on funding woke garbage, like climate solutions, rather than actual banking. Now, we've talked about this, like how corporations are spending yeah. more time on the woke agendas rather than the, the making money yeah. part. And we've said this is eventually going to come around and bite them in the ass yeah. because people are investing more in the wokeness of a company than they are investing in a company. And yeah. at, the, at some point, people are going to realize... These this is a garbage company selling garbage, right. but we're only doing it because um, they support the environment or right. they support um, well, and, e- equity or and something. And that was um, before I came. I was watching a you know
1: coming from this direction Tucker Carlson talking about it, and he was talking about how you know on their website they talk about how they their goal is to be like carbon footprint free, mm. and how they were a big supporter of Latina Latinx yeah. uh, business owners and how they were like putting a lot of money into you know like minority business owners trying to sure. fluff up yeah and that's that what they're industry. getting into
0: here there says representative Jim Comer head of the House Oversight and Reform Committee blasted Democrat in- Inflation and called Silicon Valley Bank one of the most woke banks in their quest for the ESG. You remember ES- we talked oh, about yes. ESG, the environmental, social uh, social governance yes. uh, type of investing. Um, so he told them that they're spending more of their investing and in policies on ESG-type investments rather than good banking pol- strategies. Yeah. says, this could be a trend and there are consequences for bad Democrat policy, and I think we need to keep an eye on all banking system right now. So- again right regu- Democrat or Democrats are calling for regulation Republicans yeah. are calling for regulation it's oh. just all who can regulate the hardest yeah who can, right. who can regulate so much harder yeah. than the others um buy much into this um I mean there's some credibility there I, I think, guess if you look could it could at be like, a symptom maybe? yeah it could
1: be a symptom but um you know again it, it comes back to wanting the control and regulations like we were talking about
0: yeah and everything comes down to how can we, could we control this even more yes. Now the most interesting. This is more of my conspiracy than mm-hmm. anybody. Nobody else is saying a whole lot about it. Yeah, but you piqued my interest with it, it. Yes, the one of the primary people to instigate the bank run was a man that we have talked about before. Yes, on it. Our it was like the big tech. Um, it was big tech. Uh. Yeah, it was like being intelligence community yes. love affair yes is what yeah. it was called. The episode it, was called. How they're in bed with the with the big tech companies getting in yeah, bed with like the intelligence yeah. community and how a lot of the like Google Maps was actually came from like CIA, yeah. spyware, Facebook, Facebook yeah. and stuff. Facebook yeah. had connections to the CIA. Mm-hmm. The, and then there comes this guy, which we briefly talked about in the first half, is Peter Thiel. He is um Again, he was, like, a co-founder of PayPal. Yeah. He was the one that we talked about, like, was one of the first investor, public investors in Facebook. Yes. And then he invested heavily in um, data mining and stuff, Mm -hmm. and then he went in to form that Palantir, Mm -hmm. which we found out in that episode was, like, so much worse than Facebook. Yeah. It was, like, the CIA and Facebook and uh, the NSA all lumped in one. He was a big
1: proponent of being able to, like, spy on people through that. Yes, like,
0: his software, like, he sells to, like, Mega corporations yes. and uh, it's super super spy yeah. on software oh, yeah. like yeah. data mining software and yeah. they 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 want to like be able to predict your actions and yeah. stuff like that and who knows how far he's got but this he guy's was very much Big Brother he was the first one that was like everybody there's a problem here pull your stuff out now on top of Palantir, he also remember he has a firm that invests in startups yes in tech startups so a lot of the startups that were banking through svb were actually funded by peter thiel so mm. peter thiel has a lot of say in where these people huh put their money and stuff so he is heavily almost as influential over this as government regulation so is he were. does
1: he do like one of those brokerages right where they basically if someone comes to him because they want a loan on their business, and so he tr- goes out and he like finds somebody to loan them the money, like he'll be like, "Oh, well, I got Silicon, but they'll loan you this money for three percent interest." Yeah, and
0: so I'm going to put you over here with them. Right? Yeah, he's probably a middleman type guy. It says tech mogul. This is from the Washington Examiner. This is titled uh, "Peter Thiel's Role Scrutinized as as Spark of the Bank Run." Uh, Tech mogul and Republican campaign donor. I didn't realize that. That doesn't surprise me. Peter Thiel is being accused of sparking the run on the bank that forced regulations to close down Silicon Valley Bank. Journalists and critics have turned their focus on Thiel in wake of SVB's collapse, accusing him of influencing businesses to withdraw their funding from the bank. Now, this is kind of similar to Elon Musk saying. You know, I'm kind of thinking about going out and buying Bitcoin, and <laughs> right, everybody yeah. goes or Dogecoin, and yeah. everybody's like, "Oh, let's go buy Dogecoin." Yeah. and Then uh, it he makes bank when it like booms, mm. and then he sells his Dogecoin. He's like, "I'm just kidding," yeah. and then everybody goes and sells it, yeah. and it tanks. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of influence he has on like a bank like this mm. or anything he touches. Says uh, to be clear, SVB did not properly hedge its risks against um, two threats. One was the rising interest rates, which we talked about, and the other was concentration of influence by Peter Thiel. So those two things, rising influence and concentration of influence by Peter Thiel specifically. Um, Tweeted investigative journalist Dave Troy. That was mismanagement, but it wasn't fraud, and they still have sufficient assets to meet nearly all of the bank's obligations. Clearly, clearly they do not. Yes. There should be more scrutiny on Peter Thiel and Bill Ackman for yelling fire in a crowded theater in this SVB collapse. I don't remember who Bill Ackman was, but I feel like I we either. talked about He's Probably. like a billionaire hedge funder guy. Uh, but he was, in all this too, he was calling for the government to come bail this out. Like hardcore, he was calling for bailouts. And okay. that got people to like start dumping their Great. shit too. So between these two people, specifically Peter Thiel though, was specifically going to the people he was investing in and being like, pull your money now. Pull mm. it. Put in a different bank. It says others turned their focus to Thiel's promotion and subsequent profiting off crypto investments after the market crashed as a reason to be suspicious of his withdrawal. So he was kind of like uh, Elon Musk with crypto too. He promoted right. it and then he dumped it. Made his money and then he dumped it. You mean the guy who was touting crypto and trashing critics while he was selling crypto? That guy, shocker. <laughs> Thiel's ve- venture capital firm, Founders Fund. So this is the. The investor fund that okay. he owns. Uh, Founders Fund pulled all of its funding from SVB as of Thursday morning. So he was early in the game. He's like and that's that's how you why you think something shady's going on. Like he pulled mm-hmm. all this shit out like he was one oh, of the first. And he yeah. got all his money out. And wow. then he tells everybody, pull your money, and they start pulling, and then they find out. We can't pull our money because right. it's not there. Because I I took it all. Yeah. Um. The company also advised its portfolio companies to when withdraw. Does it say when he pulled that money out? Thursday. Oh, no, okay. first day. The gotcha. day the gotcha. First day that they were showing signs of weakness. Uh. The company also advised portfolio companies to withdraw their money from the bank, saying there was no downside to moving their money out of the bank. Uh. The time has. L- has led some to conclude the investors' actions may have led to the mass withdrawals. You can't say they may have led yeah, right. when he is specifically telling them, Yeah, pull your money out. Right. Just do it. Yeah, you know, there's no no nothing's gonna happen if but, you pull but your money out. It's, it's really messed up because it's like
1: it's like he saw a fire and then he makes his way to the fire exit, opens the door and been like,
0: Fire and then like runs out real quick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, first he probably started the fire. Yeah, right, right. And then he runs out the emergency exit, locks the door, and yells yeah, fire. Right. <laughs> that's that's more likely yeah. the case. Founders Fund also hosted a capital call Thursday, which venture capital firms do to ask investors to send money to make investments in startups. Founders Fund asked portfolio companies to move funding to SVB. Then when founders realized the technical problems were delaying transfers, they implored investors to transfer money to other banks. So first they're like, Bring your money here because this bank is collapsing. They probably started bringing money. He made his money. And then he's like, I'm out, guys. You should get out, too. SVB, so then this just gets into the the rest of the shit we've already talked about. But this Peter Thiel guy, he's a shady character to me. Yeah, and again, like you
1: said, he's popped out up more than once in our conversations So
0: I talked about J.P. Morgan and how possibly J.P. Morgan could have a hand in this to make a buck off of this. Yeah. I didn't realize until I started looking more into Peter Thiel that he has very deep connections into J.P. Morgan as well. Like he they like partnered together for this spying software, the spying operation. Hmm. Um, They had their own version of Palantir Technologies to spy on their own employees and. Hmm. um this talks about, this was back in 2018. It says, uh, Chase, J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, says an initiative conceived by J.P. Morgan Chase to use tools from data mining firm Palantir uh, Technologies, the brainchild of Silicon Valley figure Peter Thiel, to identify insider threats quickly inv- evolved into a surveillance scandal. So this oh. is a couple of years ago. Okay. Very heavily involved in this, like, surveillance issue. Kind of like... NSA but at the local, like right. the bank level. Yeah. Like they're just spying on all their employees. Right. Yeah. Says run by Peter Cavici the Third, a former Ooh. Secret Service agent. So Shit. now he's working with intelligence all over the place. Yeah. The Chase program collected data on employees, including browser histories, transcripts of calls, emails, GPS location from company smartphones, according to a report by Bloomberg. The Palantir tool combed through the data sorting and analyzing it to provide employee behavior and flag potential abusers after bank executives discovered the cavicia Kav- had gone that could the cavicia had gone rogue crossing privacy boundaries and operation was spying on him the program was yanked hmm. no it's when people found out that it yeah. was spying it's not when this guy went rogue it's like no it's becoming public so right. we got a Quietly, we got to do this more quietly now. Yeah, since the world changed when it became clear everyone could be targeted using Palantir, nefarious ideas became trivial to implement. Everyone's a suspect, so we monitor everything. It was a pretty terrible feeling. This is by um, a, pers- a cyber pro that worked for that Cavici's team. Okay, it says, uh, Many eth- ethical businesses are transparent with their employees about their monitoring programs, in which go to great lengths to save guard data, and collect and analyze. These organizations' data practices build trust, catch bad guys before it's too late, protect vul- vulnerable employees against attackers, and prevent data breaches. Now Why we... am I reading this from three years ago? Because there's a connection. Very deep, like, shitty connection between yeah. um, J.P. Morgan Chase and Peter Thiel, who happens to be the guy that single-handedly, it seems like, tanked, um S V B and now who's going to gain the most out of this? JP Morgan Chase, who Peter Thiel is directly connected to. Right. How hard would it be for them to come to him and be like, hey, can you do this thing? Oh yeah, no. He's a piece of cake for him. Right. Um
1: I mean well, he, he yeah, I mean he seems to be kind of a like a tech fixer,
0: right? Yeah, right. And you do you think A guy like Peter Thiel in the business that he is in would know that if I cry fire in a, like, would you think he would know, like, how people are going to respond? Yeah.
1: Yeah. He does know because he's, his collected, he's collected
0: all the data. Yeah, that's what he's he not, does. It's not like he's guessing. It's like, let's yeah. just do this and see how it works. It's like, no, my, my technology here says this person will respond this way, and yep. these people will respond this way, and these people will sell off and pull out oh. and do this. He knows exactly what's going yeah. to happen. So for him to do something like this was very blatantly oh, intentional, I, whether it was for J.P. Morgan Chase or whether it was for his own um Financial interest or whether he's working directly for the federal government, right. as we suspect. I was going to say, Who his knows?
1: connections go from from tech to intelligence to government to banks. Yeah, I mean, he's got connections everywhere.
0: Right. So, I mean, he's he's something in all this. It's right. not, oh, I saw the writing on the walls and I pulled my money. No, this guy was an instigator. Yeah. He was maybe the architect of this. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But somehow he is very much responsible for this. Yes. I don't know what it is, but this is the cons- this Peter Thiel guy is the conspiracy. He's at right. least in the middle of it. Right, right, right. And there's something more to this than just well, this bank was made doing bad business practices. Right. Yeah, I mean that's I, not no, that's not this. No bank. I guarantee you, pretty much every
1: bank out there, especially the big ones, have bad business practices. Well, all of them do. <laughs> yeah. The small ones do because especially, they're not
0: as protected. Exactly. And that's the last thing I want to say is a lot of this talking about consolidation of wealth. A yeah. lot of this, all it's going to do is increase regulations, which affects mostly the small banks. Yeah. Because the um, the Frank Dodd the Dodd Frank Act. Yes. That specifically like closed out that shut out a lot of local banks yeah. because they couldn't. There was a lot of financial obligations that went into it and a lot of stuff that they couldn't keep up with. And I got this last little thing about the Frank Dodd Act. So if you if you feel like we need to regulate the banks more um, and that's going to break up the big banks, it doesn't break up the big banks. It breaks up the small banks and they just consolidate into the big banks because this says talking about the Dodd-Frank Act, it says the surge in regulation has driven a devastating impact or has had a devastating impact. It added enormous new cost to banks, reducing lending. Uh, economist Douglas Holtz-Eakin, who also served on the financial crisis inquiry, estimates that the Dodd-Frank regulatory siege will reduce GDP by $895 billion over the next 10 years, Holy shit. or about $3,346 per working person. Meanwhile, Dodd-Frank's impact on small banks, once the engine of U.S. growth, has been equally um, pernicious. Banking consultant Eric Grover recently wrote in The American Bankers that under Dodd-Frank, new bank formation has essentially ceased. The data is shocking. From 2011 to 2014, one new commercial bank and no new savings banks were chartered. Hmm. In three years, one bank started. One small, like local, one new commercial bank popped up. In the 15 years before Dodd-Frank, an average of 140 new commercial banks and 15 new savings banks were chartered every year. Mm. So 15 years, 140 new banks, 15 new savings banks. After this regulation, one new bank popped up. Yeah. And everything else was just consolidated into these bigger banks. Yeah. It says, while small banks are going out of business at a record rate due to regulatory costs, big banks with over $50 billion in assets are now considered too big to fail. Yeah. So... Before you start saying, which I, I assume our listeners aren't going to say anything about federal regulation. But before, if you listen to somebody saying, well, what we got to do is regulate the bank. All that does is crush the small banks yeah. and make these big banks that were the fucking problem to begin with, yeah. which is why Dodd-Frank was wrote, yeah. become too big to fail. And at the end of the day, if if one of them tanks again, we're, yeah. we're paying out our ass for it. Yeah.
1: And, and that's all... This is gonna do is it's gonna further consolidate the wealth into like you said, the top three too big to fail banks.
0: Yeah. And then we'll just be like funding them forever. Yeah. And that's probably that what yeah. but what they the, want at the end of the, the day. All the mom and pop banks out there, you know,
1: I mean they're not going to be able to hang with the regulations. They're going to have to merge into the bigger banks or sell well, out. Well, if
0: you can consolidate them into three banks, you can regulate them even more because yeah. the competition, it's like you're not going to take your money elsewhere because there right. is no elsewhere. Or yeah. if there wasn't elsewhere, it's too risky. You don't want to go yeah. there. And then they can tell the banks exactly how to work. Then they can start implementing the, hey, you need to start sending this. Yeah. If $350 or more comes through, we can really start yeah. regulating Absolutely. that money. Because how many of the mom-and-pop banks are like – up yours. I'm, right. I'm not going right. to audit my freaking yeah. uh, clientele. Uh, but these three big yeah. banks that have been bailed out, that are probably se- owned by the government, they're like, yeah. well, yeah, we got to do yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, we'll do that. Uh, Mr.
1: Filter, we need you to come in. We have uh, five different uh, deposits of over
0: $50. We're not sure where and they then come And Palantir is going to tell them that right. you are- Doing it to be a terrorist, right? Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Because that's what Palantir is for—is to, yeah. um, to what what was it say? Like threat assessment and right. stuff like yeah. that on people. So yeah, yeah, that that'll happen. They'll yeah. they'll implement Peter Thiel's Palantir into these three banks, which yeah. are probably just one bank, but just right. by three different names, owned by BlackRock, yeah, <laughs> most likely. Um, so yeah, that that's where this heads. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, it's it's just, no place good. No, it's. Total control of the financial yeah. system. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Like, what do you do? Pull your money out of the banks. <laughs> yeah. Like how? how do? Like well, how do we I, I get mean, around I've seen, something like I've this.
1: seen people be like, oh well, you get, need to diversify and put your money in a couple, like three or four different banks.
0: The problem is those three or four different banks are probably owned by the same bank. Well,
1: that and the fact is, okay, so for me, that's like what three dollars here, four dollars. You know,
0: I mean, it's like, how do you spread your money out? <laughs> oh, funny story. <laughs> I've got a couple de- I've got, like, PayPal card and a Venmo card. And mm. I get money come from here and there. Uh I shouldn't say this out loud. The IRS sure. is going to come after my $50 right. on my Venmo account. <laughs> um, I've got a second job that is on a prepaid card. Then I've got a Venmo card and then my main bank card. So we went on a mini vacation <laughs> over um, last week. And while we're there, we're, like, shopping. And and uh, my wife's like, here, uh you want to give me your card so i can pay i was like well which one and she's just like i don't know and i was like and i told her i was like i what did i say i was like i've diversified my portfolio <laughs> it's like i have my portfolio diversified like 25 dollars on this card 100 <laughs> i felt i felt like i was something special because yeah. i had a diversified portfolio but yeah that's exactly what you're yeah. saying it's like well spread out your money it's like what 8 bucks over there on that card. I don't know. It's like, even like, people are like, invest in crypto. Well, crypto is getting overly regulated. Venmo is getting overly regulated. I see pop-ups on my PayPal. It's like, if you've uh, got this, then make sure you file this tax thing for tax season so you don't get audited and blah, blah, blah. It's just like everything. Wow. All of it's regulated. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't even know what this is, besides hiding money under your mattress. Yeah. But then your mattress is going to get regulated. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They'll start putting GPS. Well, that's why cashless is go- will come out of all this because oh, yeah. you can't hide digital currency right. under your mattress. Yes. Yeah. It, and and that's going to be the next shoe to drop, I'm yeah. sure of it. Well, that's why we switched to like a bartering system, like a trade and bartering <laughs> system. It's like, um, gain yourself a skill because money might not be an object pretty right. soon. Yeah. So you might be paying in your skills or your labor or your, your produce, whatever you produce. Right. So, um, yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to be, a a doom and gloom guy, but the banking system mm. will either a fail or b it'll just be taken over where they yeah. can control every aspect of your life right. if you have money uh, shored up in those banking systems. So one mm. way or another, you gotta get away from yeah that government oversight. Yes,
1: you you just just buy like gold bars, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Until they start regulating the gold right, somehow. Right. I, I don't know. But that's the most stable thing right now would be like right. metals and stuff. If you stuff. can afford gold. Well then <laughs> sterling silver. Oh okay. it's cheap. It's yeah, like okay. ten bucks for like <laughs> Um So in the in the near future, all I see out of this is the three things that I said. The yeah. snowball effect obviously is starting, I think. Yeah. And I wouldn't doubt if it continues, and ba- I, I wouldn't doubt if it continues, but we're not told about it till it's right. way too big of a thing. And they're like, oh, by the way, these remember we told you all these banks failed? And yeah. we're like, no, I think you said yeah. no banks were right. failing. Um, number two is the overregulation of all this stuff, like mm-hmm. the government overregulating the banks, the finances, and everything. And number three is the ultimate consolidation of all of it right. into single, yeah, one single super bank or right. three super banks right. that are all the same super bank. Yeah. So I mean that's that's all I got. No, it's no happy ending here. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> break yourself away from the stupid financial system. Just like yeah. we say with everything. Become a little more independent, right. whether it's your food supply, breaking from like the big big ag or the big like grocery store chains, yeah. whether it's your finances, breaking away from the big banks, um, communication, yeah. everything like find ways to break away from being controlled, right, right, basically self-sustaining. Yes, yeah, self-sustainment. We've we've done so many episodes on yeah. self-sustaining. So make sure you check out those. Check out all our episodes at the Break the Bell podcast. We've got a slew. We've got like over two hundred fifty episodes oh, yeah. sitting out Easy. there. So yeah. we're coming uh, up on our third year. Yeah, check them all out. Um, go download all of them right now and listen to them back to back in order uh, because y- it'll be a blast and you will come across a lot of what like we talked about the ones where we yeah. talked about self-sustainment we did an episode on peter thiel yeah. and the the uh, big tech industry and yeah. all kinds of stuff so check us out yeah. all over facebook and instagram and twitter too uh you can find us at our handle which is break the bell pod um you can find links to all this stuff at our website which is break the bell do you got any final thoughts on all of this
1: if you're really looking for some being cheered up um Go back and watch the Biden video with the sign language lady because she is awesome. It's hilarious. I was laughing my ass I don't think you
0: heard a single word he (laughs) said.
1: I did did hear him, but I was really focused on her. She's good. She's really good. I had to close my eyes to it because it was just hard to
0: watch. (laughs) Uh, This is all we've got for this one. Tell us what you think. Where do you think this heads? Do you think this just gets swept under the rug? Do you think this leads to a bigger financial crisis? Is the next 2008... Yeah. or even worse in the in the works here.
1: No, I but I do see the um, that Dodd-Frank act again getting expanded. I see more regulation on banking, on on small businesses and again, it's going to suck. It, it will suck. So and
0: it will just it will benefit everybody but us. Right. It'll benefit yeah. the people in government, it'll benefit the banker, the yeah. big bankers and everybody who has vested interest in those, yeah. but it'll hurt us the most. Yes. So um like I said, let us know what you think. Do you think this is an intentional push towards like a regulated like single monetary system or like a cashless society? I don't know. There's so many yeah. uh, so many venues right. and or avenues that you could approach this and they right. all lead to yeah, when, shitty places. Whenever something like this happens, yes, it, it never turns out good for anybody. No. So, that's all we got. That's our layman's talk on banking and investment. I felt it was fairly layman's. Yeah, I I feel like we broke it down as stupidly as we are. So um, make sure you check us out. Like I said, all our social media. Check out our other show, which is um, the Two Scoops Morning Show with myself and Dan Smotzer. The system is down. I think we're going to do one tomorrow. I'll have to hit them up, but that's the tentative plan. Uh, That's 7 a.m. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, sometimes, whenever we feel like it. it's been, Stay tuned. Yeah, just stay tuned. We'll we'll let you know for sure. Otherwise, come back next week for another fun-filled episode where we talk about positive things and make your heart warm and squishy inside. So, when do we do that? Uh, we, next week, maybe. Okay, okay. Have a great rest of your week. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Goodbye.
1: The Break the Bell Podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back, because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A
0: special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zelinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout-out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, Beyond the, the Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com breakthebell, or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your earholes. And as always, never stop talking.